What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We finally get to recap the Arnold Pro Finals, um, the Arnold Pro-Am, all the action that happened at the Arnold Classic, along with Powerlifting America Nationals. Um, we start off the show uh, about, you know, this, this little event that took place in powerlifting this week. I'm sure some of you guys might not have heard of it, but Marcellus Williams made a YouTube video and it caused a controversy, I guess. So, yeah, uh, I mean, we talk about it. We give you guys what you want. Uh, pretty energetic conversation. I was talking really fast, I think, because I just kind of wanted to get through with it. But also just, you know, when you get people in the room, Solana joined us, Steve uh, joined us as well. You get a lot of those opinions kind of flowing. But, yeah, uh, about 20 minutes into that. So you guys get to listen to all those takes and all that stuff. And there's some good ones in there. Uh, but then we, we really do dive or dive deep into the Arnold Pro Finals. Um, we always have a pretty good insight on that because Solana and I compete. Steve coaches. Uh, Steve was coaching a lot of the amateur lifters, also some of the other pro lifters. Solana commentated a lot of it. Got some good insight there. Also, powerlifting American Nationals. Again, Steve was coaching. Excuse me. Steve was coaching a lot of the lifters there, and um, yeah, we we got to see the action there too. So really good long episode of Two White Lights. I'm losing my voice as we speak, and I should get to stop speaking. But I got to remind you guys to follow Two White Lights on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave a five star rating on both. Leave a review on. Uh, Apple Podcasts as well, and make sure you're visiting our website, twobylights.com, and also, if you're in Houston, Texas, go to the Rising Tide this meet, this weekend. We will be commentating, we'll have a booth, and also, it is going to be an amazing meet. 110% uh, 110% brings to you the Rising Tide meet in TSS Houston. I'm excited for it. You guys got to tune in a live stream, and without further ado, here it is, two white Lights. Oh baby, I like it, boy. Yeah, baby, I like it, boy. Oh baby, I like it, boy. Yeah, baby, I like it, boy. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Give me the mic so I can take it away. Off on the natural charge, bone for yards. Yeah, from the home of the Dodger Brooklyn squad. Who take the hubbies on the score? Rain on your collar, dance, disco, pump. When you don't even touch my skill. You gotta put the one killer B, and he ain't gonna kill now. Drop that down, pass it all around. Lyrics get hard, put the team back to the And as promised, we are finally here to discuss. The Arnold Pro Finals, the Arnold Amateur Day, the Arnold Classic, and Powerlifting America Nationals Recap. I hope you guys like long episodes, because we got a lot to talk about. And this week, the good thing about this episode, this week was not eventful at all. Like, nothing not happened. Yeah. So, boring. nothing at all happened. Um, so, we get to do this recap and strictly talk about the lifters. Mm-hmm. And not cover anything else. I'm actually really excited about that. Like, I was hope, like I was scared going into this episode, being like, man, we're behind on a podcast because we had to compete at the Arnold. You were coaching. You were competing. We all had a big thing at the Arnold. And I just hope nothing big happens in between. Yeah, in between the Arnold and this podcast recording. And um, God damn it, Marcellus. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was... I knew it was coming because I saw it in the back, 
I saw I saw Marcellus fumed up about as much as I've ever seen him fumed up, way more than Petrie. And I'm like, well, I got to focus on my competition because I know this is going to lead to something. And yeah, that's uh, all people want to talk about. And I mean, the reason why it happened, unfortunately, Brandon Petrie bombed out of the Arnold Pro Finals. Um, can I just say something out of all this? Brandon Petrie out of the entire situation that just happened with Marcellus, Flex, everyone included. He's the most composed by far, and it happened to him. He's, like, in the worst position. He goes to a meet that he has high expectations for. He's going against Bob and Ash, battling out with those two Titans. Bombs out, and obviously it's upsetting to him, but it's like, yeah, you know what? Happens in powerlifting. You go on, you you know, I got the Carolina primetime. And then after that, it's just everything else. Explosions, fire. Fire trucks are coming. Got to put out all the flames. And Brandon Petrie's like, yeah, you know, and uh, not and not responding to all the negative things that's being sent to him from Russ, from Tina, from Flex. It, uh, that's applause worthy. Bad meat, unfortunate meat, about as bad as it can go. He knows that. I know that. He's got to work on squat depth, but composure, being a class act, Brandon Petrie, you get that award. And it sucks that we have to lead with that because. You never want to lead a, a podcast off with a bomb out ever, and you're kind of forced to. You got to cover the stuff that people want to talk about, and that's what people want to talk about. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's well. hilarious to me, just like you said, that Brandon's the most calm. Like, I even listened to his podcast episode talking about the Arnold's with Jazzy Pep, and like, at no point did he really like shit talk anybody. Um, he talked about how he wants Bruce to go down still, I mean, go up to 90. But he did not ever, like, really should talk what Russ said. His issue's more with what Tina and Flex did. What? what yeah. Hold up. Has Brandon really ever trash-talked anyone? Well, I never said he was, or never said he did. Well, I know. That's what <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 that's kind of my point. Brandon's, like, yeah. one of the nicest dudes in all of powerlifting. I wonder why some yeah. people got upset about this when the nicest dude in all of powerlifting who, who didn't do anything, all of a sudden... Just got trashed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, if I'm going to be honest, though, it's uh, I was I was always thinking there was something more because, you know, what? that's their thing. That's Russ and Petrie's thing. I don't know exactly. I had an idea. I'm like, oh, it's the Instagram uh, story made by Petrie saying that Russ is not his number one lifter and he put other people above him. But it was it was rather benign. I can see why a competitive person would take maybe problem with that, but not to a point Petrie, where it Petrie was took an himself absolute, off the list. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. For sure. Like it was. It was a very benign thing that was said. Um, and uh, then on top of that, like another thing that was mentioned, I think, was just you know how Russ should move up to ninety. And of course, if you're Petrie, you want someone to move up to ninety. And also, the person asked if he should move down to eighty-two. <laughs> Whoever asked that, you're an idiot. What the guy who competed at 100 kilos should move down to 82 and a half kilos to challenge Russ? No, like the guy who weighs 90 kilos almost at all times, probably heavier, should probably stay at 90 kilos and face Petrie because that's what powerlifting wants to see. Um, but it's like so that that's that, and then you do have a slew of what's going on with Russ. He is the most influential person in powerlifting by far. He gets the most interactions. He is dominating with the USAPL interactions. I mean, it's him. And it's really no one even close. So if he posts something, if he posts something controversial, people are going to see that. And 
yeah, like, and that's, and I'm like, did anything else happen here that I'm just not aware of? You know, I talked to Petrie personally about it and, you know, he's like, no, I'm like, oh, okay. I thought that maybe something else actually happened because he seems really upset. Most that we're getting from Russ, it's, you know, jackass behavior. And I don't mind, at the same time, I don't really mind him doing it because I'm myself and am kind of a prick at times, but it's, it's more so along the lines of, this is kind of out of character to you, and if you're going to cosplay Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and watch the Last Dance documentary one too many times, please start acting in character because you were one way and now you're the other, and now you're just acting. And I don't like the well, acting parts. It's not competitiveness. Michael Jordan did have that competitive edge, but he wasn't sitting on his couch watching someone compete. He wasn't sitting there on Instagram posting pictures of Reggie Miller. Posting pictures of screenshots. That, to me, I have a problem with it, but you kind of just got to take it. I know that Russ is a better powerlifter than me. Well, you know what sports star was sitting on a couch this year uh, trash-talking actual good NFL players? Antonio Brown. Yeah. I, I, think, <laughs> yeah. I, think, you, I think some people tried to watch the Last, Dance, the Last Dance documentary, tried to be Michael Jordan, and they accidentally turned into Antonio Brown instead. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's that's actually Steve. That might be your take. That might be the take of the year right there. I really that one's good. That one's um. And it's unfortunate because I kind of want to beat Russ to be that guy. Like I want to see you at that competition, and there was hell of competition there. And guess what? He could have got himself in a second and possibly yeah. first with how good of a lifter Russ is. And he should. And that that's why I wanted him there. We we had to start. And also on top of that, with the flex and Tina stuff, I more so had an issue with Tina posting yeah. what she did because it's like Petrie was going for Norris's goal and you got to respect anyone who's going for that and you post that granted she's a fan a fan of powerlifting a, a person who is associated with flex you can post whatever you want if you do that Marcellus Petrie have every right to be really pissed off and talk their shit back something that didn't get brought up by anyone I don't I'm surprised Marcellus didn't mention this because Joey denied the fact that that three red lights jury thing was about him. He was saying he was just informing mm-hmm. his followers who are not. Joey posted Very a video of Joey. Russ about being the top 90 kilo lifter on his page that day. Yep. Yeah. And no, it's, it's bold. It's phony. That's what's so pathetic about it. It's like, like even listening to Joey try to ramble and go against what Marcelo said when he's calling him out for copying and pasting programs for all of his lifters who are not actually, you know, grade a world champions joey literally just talked in circles didn't really defend himself by much joe, and then, like, yeah and then joey's got joey under certain because i interviewed him a few times on two white lights under certain circumstances like it's good to have him on because if he's talking about you know a breakdown of his lifters it's good to have him like kind of dominate the floor and talk but then if it's anything else it is kind of challenge it's like Sticking to a point never happens. It's really just him speaking about things. And then you're talking about, you know, if we start with talking about, um, you know, this whole situation between him and Marcellus, in 15 minutes, uninterrupted, he's going to be somehow talking about Sheffield. Like, that's what, what's a, I'm not joking. This is what kind of happens. He's, he's like, responsible for Sheffield, apparently. Yeah, well, yes, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I actually did not know that. Um, I should have been talking to him the entire time. But yeah, I like that, and that happens like with him. So that's when people are asking with two white lights, I'm like, okay, we got to be careful here because you know, saw we saw, and also it's like you get all these really long story posts, and I, I would like to revert it back 
It's not from Petrie, the guy who bombed. It's from Marcellus. It's from Flex. And it's from a bunch of other people. And all the words in the world. All the, also, guys, you can prove a point without posting dissertations on your story. And that's all I was seeing to a point where I got, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of amused. Now I'm like, every single post is just an explanation post or a defending post. Sometimes it's not even from the person that Joey coached. Yeah. Social media post of the year, by the way. Top, yes. top contender, that one. What do we call that post, Steve? Well, no, it's going to be troll. It's going to be troll of the year. And it's the oh, yeah, troll of the year. Post. Nice. Voluptuous yeah, you got to. You really got to tread lightly with that one. That one was. I, I, I'm good with. I'm golden. good with that. I can say voluptuous lips and, and not yes. slip of what it actually said. Well, I'm just saying occasionally, not that you have slipped in a sense where it's super offensive, but I had had situations of you being too white. Just just in the past, a few times. That just, is racist. What? Yeah, <laughs> just too calling me too, too white. white. I'm taking offense yeah. to that. Okay, well, you can take off offense all you want, but but so, yeah, I guess we are talking about it uh, long. But are we are we talking? Whole, are we ta- are we we're, going we're gonna into get this? Are we gonna doing it, it now? Or are we gonna go no, to like? We're gonna okay, get to I know. Hard. So we're so we're talking about the yeah. Joey situation now. Okay, a coach that I think is kind of in the same realm as what is being discussed in the sense of like where clients go, and I have uh, many people who I have coached or have inquired that have been from the flex team, so. Um, I am knowledgeable of the service they got. Um, let me start off by saying what Joey has accomplished is incredible. There's no denying mm-hmm. that. No one's trying to take away what he has done for the sport and what his lifters have done. But it has been common knowledge for a very long time, pretty much all what of Marcellus said. And he was the first mm-hmm. one to kind of formally announce it to everyone. It's, it's not new news. Uh, we all know this. Um, I think even most of his lifters know this. Um, I do believe that in like a 2018 to 2020 timeframe, it was more of an issue. I think he actually was pretty publicly open that he coached over 120 lifters. Maybe I'm bad journalism, but I'm pretty sure he publicly stated that. I do not think he does that anymore since he expanded his team and has coaches under him. And I I don't know how much of an issue it is now because I don't really care to keep up with it. But it's kind of common knowledge. Uh, that's, I mean, I, I don't need to expand on anything other than that. What Marcellus is yeah. true is what pretty much everyone in, in the know has known for a while. And frankly, uh, most of the most like damning information Marcellus didn't share because I mean, there's a lot of stuff I think we all know, but we wouldn't say for the reason that it would, in, it would indict people who we are friends with and maybe are still even coached by Joey and that they don't want publicly said we, there's a lot more. Um, oh, thanks for dangling that carrot. That's not going to get a tons of questions. Hopefully, hopefully, just I'm not, your... not going to answer. I, I yeah, hope something I... comes of this. I hope something comes of it. Well, uh, but uh, at the same time, like I said, this is this is not something to any of the other flex coaches because I have heard some very good things about some of the other ones. Yeah. Um, this is specifically was towards Joey, as as he said, um, and there's nothing to take away from what Joey has done. But at the same time, when you have a, there's a reason why I coach 35 people and only coach 35 people. Because if I feel like yeah. I coached 100 people, I would have some people who would say I'm a fantastic coach, and I would have some people who probably would say I'm not so great of a coach. It would, it would be very, very difficult to do that. So it's, it's a choice in your service differences. Um, that's to be expected when you 
if you have a different service that has a, a greater degree of clients like that. It's just, I mean, there's other coaches like that too. It's Joey's not the only one when you, when you do something like that, it's very hard to have that same type of service uh, universally for every single person you coach. Yeah. 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 That's, that, that's, yeah, that's, um, that's a good point. And also like, I, I think I said this on the, before the podcast, everyone like in Marcel, like a lot of the top coaches, what Marcella said it applies to a lot of people, and it applies oh, yeah. to a lot of people in the sense I've heard this about many people. The yeah. the older more coaches people, than and, not, more coaches than not. Actually, yeah, and this like I've heard this so many. That's why I always say like you know I I do not give a whole lot of information out on coaches because I know the repercussions of you recommending the wrong coach, people not being responsive to certain types of listeners. I've heard yeah. it all. I've seen all the only two people. I'm going to continuously say this: the only two people that I haven't heard it from. And, you know, it might, it, this is going to seem biased, but it's not. No one has come to me and said something about Marcellus and Steve. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm mentioning those two. So no one has come to me and said something about Marcellus and Steve. I have heard just people say that they don't think Marcellus is a good coach. And they told me that and they had good conversations about, you know, some of the numbers he picks and some of the decisions he makes. But it's never to a point where it's like, yeah, he left me on red for two weeks and hasn't given me advice and hasn't given me that stuff. And then Steve, only issue is, is you know, just the creepy comments being left in the DMs after a really good set. Like, that's, the, the, only, that's that, the only thing. That's the only thing. And the fact that I don't look like I lift. Yeah, and that too. Yeah. And it's like, and yeah, he has a body of string cheese. But he, like, no one has... All right. No, you, no, no that is completely been, fine. That was a good one. That been, was a very good one. Joe, Steve has been. All right, I'm going to recall last episode what he said. I I got to get one burn in on Steve because that right. jerk off comment that he made really just completely <laughs> de- like I couldn't get back into the zone after that comment. But no, yeah, that, that, that was um, a good I, one. Touche. Yeah, but okay, yeah, but I mean, yeah, the reason this is a common thing. Yeah, this this happens. Yeah, it's a common point. thing, but understanding why this happened. If you want to throw a punch at someone. Exactly. They then can they it's, then can throw a punch back and you can't. It has been brewing. This has you, been brewing for you, a while. If you like, if you throw the punch on social media, which happened from all three of yeah. them, from Russ, Tina, and mm-hmm. Joey, they all threw a punch. Yep. You can't you can't play victim when you get punched back. You got to nope. be like, all right, I I start I I started this. I that's gotta, my disappointment with it. this. So that's my disappointment with all of it. Is more so like I'm like oh okay we're gonna get a great coke team rivalry we're gonna get Kraft first flex that's what I wanted I wanted this is like when I see all it unfold I'm like yeah because it's a good, I mean it's a good sports rivalry right now you get teams involved and it's more so like who can outperform the other and now people are gonna look at flex athletes Kraft athletes hopefully at USAPL Pro Finals hopefully within the USA at USAPL Raw Nationals all that now it's turning into and I I, I would I'm gonna you know criticize Marcellus too. It's on his end too because the paragraphs and like the rebuttals, the back and forth about like I coach this guy, I did this, and it's they're not technically doing anything wrong. Like ah man, it's not turning into a sports rivalry. It's no. more so like you know a back and forth between these two guys. And what Steve said is absolutely right. Like we never wanted to say anything because it's just not our place to say anything. But you know, there's that that didn't happen. Like I would be pissed too. I mean Petrie, like I said, even though he took a, a fat L a fat L he handled it with grace. Like if that happened to me, I'm pissed off and I got fifth and I wanted to get third. And I'm, I'm, I still can't really get over the fact that I went eight for nine. I'm like, I'm pissed off about it. 
and you know, like Petrie had it worse. So if this is in my, if this is in my like realm, and someone says the person on me, I'm coming right after them. And hell, I might even burn the bridge within the first ten minutes of this episode if the bridge is still even there. But I, I get it. It's like you have competitive dudes. You have people who really thought this is, you know, like they didn't, he didn't like this for a long time, and then this happens. Straw that breaks the camel's back, and this is the end result. The longest story post in history of powerlifting within the past forty-eight hours. Um, uh, you know, back and forth, flex lifters defending Joey, even if they're not all flex lifters. You know, Marcellus's guys defending him. So you get that. Um, I'm just hoping it turns into an actual like good spirited competitive sports rivalry because that's what we want at minimum we got meme gold for like two days so meme we did this is the golden age of memes (laughs) golden age i'm giving myself credit 398 shares of my elon musk that was that was maybe my best (laughs) meme ever that was great. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, I mean, everyone's creative. I mean, if there's one thing, there's yeah, if there's one thing, it's this whole situation started the golden era of memes. Unbelievable stuff. Um, you know, squat meme deadlifts. Some, I mean, some part powerlifting memes. I do forgot. I there's other lift? ones. Do I? Yeah. Do yeah, I? Do even I even lift? lift? Oh yeah. Bro. I like. There's ones like pages I wasn't totally familiar with, and they're just dropping beautiful, brilliant memes. Squat meme deadlift has contention now of meme page of the year. Because these guys were just killing it. I forgot who did the I think you should leave sketch where it was the, the Corn Cob TV one. That's how I you went me over. Uh, I think I missed some. I'm I actually oh, just got oh. I just got sent two more. Just two more were just made by Do I yeah. Even Lift. Do I Do yeah, I Even Lift Bro is the, the, the one you're talking about, and he just did two more. Or he just yeah, did a full yeah, one. So. Yeah, he just he's got a whole no. Yeah. I yeah. think my uh, favorite simple one was just powerlifting drama now just nice and simple and quick. oh yeah that was good that was good <laughs> that was nice <laughs> yeah yeah that, that was solid oh, yeah it's just the golden age of memes right there um on i mean really again and also i, I do like the people who are like man i didn't know there's powerlifting or drama and powerlifting just lift weights mind your own business and get to work like shut up shut up yeah shut yeah up. you know what <laughs> they're wrong because currently marcellus's video has more views than the pro series finals hilarious that's, that's a, I'm pissed off about that. That's embarrassing. That's the but thing. I'm angry about that. Yeah, but like I'm like, yeah, you know what? The object, the object in basketball is to get the ball in the hoop and then pass it to other people and play defense. But you know what? People focus on what Kyrie posted on Twitter of it being anti-Semitic, and John Morant is on Instagram Live holding a gun in his hand at a nightclub. People really diverted all their attention away from how good they were at basketball to talk about that for about a week and a half. So yeah. Tim Tebow, excellent football player. The objective of football is just to run the ball down the field and score. Well, Tim Tebow, for whatever reason, everything that he did outside the football field, people are fascinated with, even though it was relatively boring. This happens in every sports, guys. Just please watch him. Please watch him. I thought, uh, uh, like, with the anime that you watch, there's some dramatics in it, and you can uh, relate, but apparently you can't. I'm looking forward to the warm-up room during primetime and nationals. I yeah. want to well, see what that's like. <laughs> I mean, it's going mean, to be well, tense. I mean, it always is. It's always great. It always tense. Was, it's always, it's already been tense. T- yeah, it will be, but it's already been tense. I mean, it's been, it's, it, yeah. It was tense last well, It was tense last year. Well, all right. Well, let's circle back then to the pro The, the only thing that might happen is Sean might not be the most hated person by Russ anymore. 
Yeah. Yes. Maybe maybe he won't post up. Maybe he won't post up next to Sean this year on for warm up platforms and try and walk in front of him. Yeah. Yeah, I actually didn't even know that happened, but yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. Um, I don't think he takes me seriously as a note lifter enough, even though I said some potentially damning things in the first 10 minutes, but let's circle back to it. Pro final series finale, and really the one thing is, you know, I uh, competed at it. Um, you know what I, my take for this is it was, you know, we had Bob win. I think the guy who deserved to win the most won. Um, Ashton put up a great fight, had himself a fantastic meet. You know, with Petrie bombing out, it was a bit of a mishmash towards third. A lot of people missed their last meet. The lifts really turned into an untested meet really quick with the amount of missed deadlifts and the length of the meet. You know, five hours, 30 minutes, if that. And a lot of missed lifts. With a lot of eight for nine days and a lot of missed deadlifts because of people trying to pull in the placing. And it was a formula meet, too. So it's like all the combination. It's like it's an untested meet minus the, you know, the actual steroids that happened at the untested meet. So it turned into that pretty quickly, but like in the warm-up room, it like that, you always can kind of gauge a, like a meet based on the warm-up room. And it was long. It was, it was kind of a tough day for a lot of guys. And you kind of felt that throughout the warm-up room. It's like, we're missing lifts out here. We're going a little bit below what we, everyone was expecting us to do. And it kind of reflected just the mood in the warm-up room. Not that it was flat, but it was just hard to keep that energy the entire time. Well, just because how long uh, it was. I mean, it's just long. Then, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get to that, but it's just a matter of putting equip lifting in the same meet and making it yeah. flight meet. It was just yeah. a really, well, yeah, really sure. long meet. Yeah, it was, just <laughs> long, mean, I, it was a long, tough meet. I don't know. I felt, I felt the energy. I felt like, I mean, maybe it was just because I was hyped and I had so many people, so I was always kind of like in the moment. But I felt yeah. like this was the Arnold again. Last year, I thought the Arnold kind of sucked. I that felt like there wasn't good, any yeah, energy it to it. This felt like the Arnold again. Like, that Saturday was hype the entire day, no matter what. Um, and you're right. Like, so, like it, it was really close on the men's side to being amazing. It's just that everyone missed their final. Like there was five poles yeah. to pull into third place. If all of if every if three or four of those people make it, we have a different tone to this. Um, because, <laughs> excuse me, one, I had I already kind of knew about this, but to give some information, Bob was going to win the meet, or it was going there to win the meet. That was his goal. Yes. He wanted to win, and he cut specifically not only to win but he wanted to get his 600 dots and obviously that didn't pan out and honestly i, hope, I don't like I, I would like to see but i, I don't like it either and i don't think i don't think he's doing it anymore because we want to see that super meet from him because but uh ashton if he won he won but his goal was more for just the biggest total possible at 110 mm-hmm. he wanted the biggest total between him keenan and bob and then petrie wanted to beat jesse norris's record and or just go over 900 plus um if he again if he wins he wins so there there were some differing goals here and that's kind of one of the weird things that i I think that's going to change next year because next year if you get rondell keenan perk all in there i think they're battling for the win this year i don't want to say everyone didn't want to win but mainly bob wanted to win well, um, I, I I definitely wanted everyone to suck and me to be the best performer out of all of that. Like, like you know, you I did, love the but like realistically, the people were yeah, Bob, I yeah, I know, Ashton, for sure. and, yeah. and but yeah, we had it, a goal in it, mind. It's like all, everyone I think had a total in mind, and it's like let's see if this total can get me in the top three, and that's that's what the competition was. 
Yeah. Just looking and again, it, at... it was almost Good. insane. It was, it was almost insane. I mean, bias, Sean, I 100% think Sean can deadlift 345. He he got a little out of position off the floor and then he tore his hand. He hits that, pulls in the third. Solana can't hate him anymore. Um, Angelo misses his third. Eddie can, Angelo he misses his third. He didn't. He well, didn't. I was about to Actually, say. Eddie I'm, I'm going to call you out, Solana. Bad journalism. You thought he you thought he squatted nine two ninety seven point five on the live stream. Yeah. Did you, did you know that? Yeah, I did. Learn that. Okay, but either way, either way, <laughs> could have pulled in. Angelo tries to pull in. Not a great day on deadlift. Dan has grip issues. Joe Bornstein misses. I don't. Know, it. it it was, it almost was super exciting for all that, and it just kind of fell short, it, which sucks. Yeah. But it was almost there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like there was one three I mean, for three deadlift, and it was Lorenzo. That was yeah. it. That's wild. It was yeah, tough tough day at the office. I like yeah, because yeah, I mean the the big thing with me pulling in a third is like the ball rolled in my favor. And that's, yeah, that's, that's the reason why I've been just like, you know, throughout the day at work, just like doing my thing. And then just, I have a sudden lapse in my thoughts and be like, fuck, I can't, the ball, like you had to do a less step. You, you, we loaded 365 to start because I'm like, yeah, pull it on the bar if it means third place. Um, and then you had a, a much easier deadlift and he missed it. That killed, that killed me. It killed me inside for like, you know, you the, the, you sacrificed the, the everything my, for the bench. Yeah, <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah. You got all three benches. Yeah, I got all three benches. Woohoo! Um, yeah, man, oh, I got all three I wasn't, benches. I, I didn't say oh, yeah. Jared Martin. I don't. I don't want to leave Jared Martin out of the picture because he was one of the people too. Uh, yeah, which we talked about him being like a dark horse, but he tried to pull into it as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it, it was, was yeah, it was inside. exciting, I, thought, I guess, I mean, the, and people were saying that, but it just you need in order to capstone it, you need some hit deadlifts. Like it's cool if we get a few misses, that's fine. Some of us got to hit it. Some of us got to hit a number well, that breaks a, a record. Ashton did though. Switch it up conventional. That was amazing. Oh, I forgot. Like, I was yeah, I forgot. I was able to do that. Switch to conventional. I totally forgot that. I'm like, you disgust mm. me. I told myself, I'm like, I'm angry that he can do that. Like, what are you? And, Actually, so, here's my I don't, take. If, if hold on, really quick. If this is my take, if yep. Marcellus and Flex didn't get into this whole thing, I would have led with that. I would have led with yeah. the show with with that because I didn't know until afterwards. Somebody told me, I'm like, you fucking asshole. That's the only so thing Mar- you can think of. Like, what a jackass, and I I love it. It's it's Marcellus came up to me. Ash and Ruska. Yeah, Marcellus came up to me a- after it happened and explained it. He said in his head he was legitimately thinking after he bobbled and missed that second, like, I think he should pull conventional, but he was kind of like a little bit like hesitant to like say that. And Ashton came off the platform and said, do you trust me? And Marcellus goes, yes. He's like, I'm going to pull it conventional. And Marcellus is like, yes, yes. That's what I was thinking too. Let's go. And then he goes out and pulls it conventional. And then he runs, he ran back after that and he started chest bumping and like high-fiving us. And I, I, I literally like squeezed as hard as I could when he chest bumped me because that it was it was that's a man. I he, yeah, I've, there was yeah. some there was some mass behind that, and I'm not well, quite the physical stature I was five or six <laughs> years ago at my at my peak. 
Um, uh, I, I want to say though, with my fam, my family was in attendance actually to watch uh, the meets. And the, the funny thing is, like the person that stood out to them the most was Ash. And that's that. Those you didn't like, introduce introduce your boyfriend to your family. I didn't get to I, meet him. That's so sad. You weren't out later. You weren't out later that night. I mean, really, no one really got to meet him. You weren't out later that night, and after the meet, I, I did not see you at all. You're just a mistress. Doesn't matter. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I see where it is. If my parents came, I would introduce you. I to mean, picture with them. Well, I mean, it wasn't my parents. It was my brother and sister and my cousins. So it's okay. not like my mom. Eh. And then, I okay. mean, I still would if like to. Mom, I introduce everyone else. I, I introduce <sighs> everyone else. I just didn't introduce you because you just weren't there and you didn't come out later that night. Like that's where. That's where we saw everyone. Mostly was later that night, and you had. I never got an invite. You were not going to go out that night. It was at ten o'clock, and you had people to go. We did. We did. Well, I wasn't going to go out at ten. We did go. We did go get dinner (laughs) afterwards, though. Yeah, I know. We, yeah, we we've had to find a place, and I got you know I I I had to you know drown my sorrows because I was very upset that day, and um, I mean the only W I had is Sean said I will never beat him ever again in competition, and that lasted all of one competition, so. That was, yep. that was nice, I guess. Um, but I actually, you know what I'm going to say? Because we're going to move on to the females, which actually, like, we have, like, a premier, premier performance and possibly, to me, right now, my front runner for lifter of the year um, uh, for on the female side. But I was actually geeked out to compete with Sean or, like, to share the warm-up room with Sean because that's the only guy, like, I didn't – that's the only guy I don't, like, see regularly – and train with regularly, like, you know, Dan Clements is a teammate, so we were obviously close the entire day. You know, Joe Bornstein's a newer lifter, you know, I, he, he, he's come onto the scene this year. Ash, I've trained with many times. Petrie trained with many times. Bob, I even trained with. I never really got to train with Nori, and it was, that was a really cool part, was just seeing kind of Nor, Nori prepare, and then us taking deadlifts back and forth. I'm like, it was what me and Petrie talked about on the episode before the podcast, like, you get those come-to moments sometimes at the Arnold. That was that was one of them. Like, man, me and Nori are wearing the same singlet, deadlifting, warming up together. And in two thousand, you know, seventeen, if you told me that would be happening, I would have been like, "This is going to be a this." You know, the future is very good for me in the sport. And I was, yeah, pretty 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 psyched out about that. Like, I was I was actually that was one of those moments. I'm like, this is cool. You say you can have a friend You can have a friend rivalry. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be hostile. Like you can yeah. talk smack to each other, yeah. and you can actually like admire each other at the same time. Yeah, we can. It's a it's a it's a tough concept. I mean, I know that wasn't in the last dance documentary and um, all that stuff, but actually, you know what the funny thing is? Michael Jordan played golf with all these motherfuckers like all the time. He would go out and hang out with them after he beat them. As big of a competitor as he was. He would go and be like, let's go, let's go out later. Let's gamble. Happened all day. Like him and Charles Barkley were super competitive and they would always do this stuff. The night before, Jim Nance, uh, well, not Jim Nance. I can't believe I said Jim Nance. It was someone on the Celtics. I, can't, I forget his name. Jim Nance is an announcer. But they were golfing and he challenged Michael Jordan. Like he said something and, you know, that set off a competitive thing. But the day before they were golfing, before a, like a playoff game. But I digress. I'm talking more about sports. So. All right, women's side. Celine <laughs> Crum doesn't. Celine Crum doesn't miss. Yep. Six for six. Six. It's destiny, as a certain co-host says. Mm-hmm. I am one with words, but <laughs> Celine Crum most definitely 
It's amazing. It, it, it is incredible. And I, I think I had this conversation again, like the last episode on Two White Lights with Petrie. It's like, if you told me the USAPL is going to have a professional series and a championship and the people who are going to be on top of it are Bob and Celine, you're like, really? In a year? I, that was not in my bingo card. <laughs> it just uh, well, hold up. Flat out wasn't. Uh, I mean, I don't. Well, think Bob, no, no. You called Bob. You called yeah, Bob. You called I don't Bob, even need that. I'm not even gonna like. I'm not even gonna like credit that. That's that was. I feel like that was a pretty obvious one coming. So I'm not gonna be like. It was. Uh, it, it, for me, no, it was, it was not. That time. I I said it, but like no, that's not gonna be. That's not. After nationals, I didn't see it. To him, but, Bob being, but his his no after nationals thing. were no 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 no. What so when the pro series wasn't even a thing yet. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Not 2021 after nationals. nationals this year. Yeah, Daytona. Yes, when Bob did not do well. It's like yeah, I didn't say it then. Yeah. I said it. I forget at when I said it, but year. I said going into this year, Bob would Bob yeah, would you, end with as the best lifter. Yeah, you said no. You saw as you saw his training progressing, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I still was like, okay, his training's looking good, but come on now. And then like. And then it only took me like three weeks. I'm like, fuck, Never Bob mind. is better than all of us. Yeah, I'm like, he, yeah, I'm like, he's <laughs> definitely better than me. And he's, I think, better than Ash. And yeah, that was, that's crazy. But Celine, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And fantastic lifter, not discrediting her, but the progress she's made and the ability to hit her lifts and yep. the ability to like kind of not get tough to beats get in the way of her has been amazing. And like, that and she's had the kind of the toughest season. Is there another lifter who has a tougher like season than Celine in the sport? No, because I mean, all females, not really. She she she, she started off by I mean, she won, had to win her pro card the hard way because honestly, it's harder I think to win it at the Arnold Amateur than it is to win it at nationals. She then oh, yeah. wins nationals against Natalie, who arguably is the best female power lifter in all the U.S. currently. She then goes and wins the VA Pro over Sam Calhoun and goes nine for nine over the nine for nine queen who doesn't go nine for nine. And then she wins the finale. Like it's, it, yeah, I mean, it's like you, you could sit here and say, oh, like there's people that out total her at that weight class like Leah, but head to head, no one's beat her this year. No one's beat her yep. and really even come close. It's kind of been easy because everyone's always having to pull towards her and she's just sitting there cruising. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. still hasn't and, gone all out on that deadlift yet. Like that's just wild. I'm like, I want to see you go all out on deadlift, but she never has to. <laughs> I thought the well, the Arnold and the amateur day. I thought she had to, and that was kind of a, yes. a really gutsy call there too, because I don't think she needed to do that, and she did. And I get even that meet. I was like, there's other. I mean, I had her as a favorite to win, and I thought she was going to win, but I'm like, you know, these lifters could definitely give her a run for her money, and none of them are easy. I, I said it on the preview. None of the competitions that he does is easy for her. They're all hard. They're all difficult. They all have super, super tough competitive competition. And to win at that frequent pace, I mean, look at the top females right now. And they're all fantastic lifters, but, you know, Leah's on and off with injury. Amanda Lawrence, you know, holds out her cards until, you know, Nationals, which is kind of a sandbag meet for her. IPF Worlds, which, again, like, it was almost a Taylor Atwood-esque meet, and that's all we see from her in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the international lifters, it's kind of hard to gauge with them sometimes exactly what they're doing. Jess Bittner, I think, is up there as far as, like, just having, having to perform consistently. But, you know, she gets a little bit of an easy road at CPU Nationals. And Celine, nothing's ever going to be easy for her. 
No matter what competition she does, no, it's not easy. And especially, I mean, because I don't, I don't know what she's doing, like federation wise or weight class. Like right now, she's in the sixty-seven and a half kilo class, but she's fairly underweight for that. And if you're looking at yeah. total wise, she would have a very big battle on her hands in that weight class, total wise, not dots wise. That would be very, very interesting. I, I can't imagine she. Maybe I'm wrong. I can't imagine she goes down to sixty because I don't feel like that's something she wants to do. Um, but the, the next meet she's going to have is probably nationals and it's going to be a battle because she's going to be in a weight class that's kind of above what her actual range is. Cause she's more of like a 63 kilo lifter. She's, if she's sticking USAPL, she's going to have another battle again. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, she might do 60, like she did it last year. And also she weighed at 62. So like at that point, what do you do? 60 or 67? I don't want to talk weight classes with Celine. <laughs> she, I know she hates them, but mm-hmm. yeah, and doesn't doesn't asked. seem to have a doesn't seem to have a good effect on her at all. Those new weight <laughs> classes that were introduced to the USAPL. Yeah, I'll never let that one die. Oh my god! But then we also have so looking at Sam. So again, another meet where Sam does not go nine for nine. She went seven for nine, which is shocking when it comes to Sam. I did know she had a hip injury going into it. She told me like the day of <laughs> she had a hip injury going into it. But she cut all the way down to 60.2. It was a lot. We saw her in the squats. When I saw a second attempt, I was like, not sure she'll get that third. Missed it. Missed her third bench. And by that point, like, Celine, it was kind of like to be a pro. Like, she was so far ahead. Like, she was just trying to secure second place by the time she even got into her opener for deadlifts. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. I talked to Sam. She wants to go 67 and just, like, actually eat and, like, <laughs> just see how much stronger she can build her total. Which is a good move. Because, like... Looking at number numbers, it's like her number numbers have not really gone up in a while, even though she's still very competitive. She hasn't, like, PR big list. She PR her bench at the Arnold's last year. I think that's, like, the last real PR she had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think that's a good move. I kind of didn't like the getting down to that 60-kilo mark. I'm not a big weight cut guy. Well, I know. We all know. Yeah. It does fascinate me how much strength she can ha- hang, hang on to when she cuts, like, 13 pounds. Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think if but, – but we're talking about the anomalies here, right? We're talking about, like, I'm fascinated that Russ can walk around at, like, 205 pounds and cut down to 181 and murk all of us. I But, like, we're talking about really good lifters. I think really good lifters are strong, and they do get a dip on their total. Um, I think just, just certain people, like, should – like that's that now let's start getting those that total up like this um this was my fear i guess with formula stuff people would overcut and you i we wouldn't get I don't good wanna, performances out of it i don't want to jump the gun on that decision though because i think that hip thing was more at play than the actual cut it sounded like that yeah was, no based on the yeah, she made that sounded really limiting like to the point she didn't know if she could squat her opener going into the meet like i think that was more at yeah. play, and I think if she had not had that, maybe she comes in a little bit better, um, and it's a little bit more of a battle. So I don't know, because, I mean, she's hit 550-plus. I forget her dots. I think she went 555-ish or something at Raw Nats at the same body weight. So it, it can be done. She very well could have been in that battle. I think the hip had to play more with it. Um, Jasmine Penn almost could have been in that battle, too, if she didn't miss that bench. She actually, I mean, because she squat depth was better, she finally was able to squat something that was more, like, in line with her actual strength, yes. if Bench had gone the plan, she was actually probably 
almost just as much, if not more, in the battle than Sam was to challenge mm-hmm. Celine. But unfortunately, the day just didn't go as planned for her once once Binge happened. I'm not even, I, I didn't get to watch it, so I'm not sure what happened on the 130 if it was just strength. Yeah, so I got to watch it, and second one, it was strength, but also you could tell she was upset with the handoff. Because then when she came on for her third the third one, she looked at the guy, she was like, I can see, she was like, can you not throw it at me? But still, Mr. All Strength, I'll be honest, and I love Jasmine, attempt selection on Mite has been bad lately. Like, Virginia Pro, the issue was third attempt squat, did not get to the table in time, she only got to go up by two and a half kilos, and blew it up because it was really easy. And now she took a 10 kilo jump on that bench press, and it kind of sunk her for that meet. And I'm just like, why are we doing this? Like... 10 kilos on bench is huge. She's, and her bench has gone up a lot, but 10 kilos on bench is a big jump. That's a good point. Very good point. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That is a really big jump, especially at that weight range. Um, something I you know I, I wasn't really able to see, but you have better insight on that. Yeah, so I think really, like, it's an attempt selection issue. Like, I know she's handled by Michael, but if we can get that under control, I think that will help her more than, like, her actual training. Because her training looks good. She didn't post much, but, like, her squats were deepest I've ever seen in my life. I mean, the whole time of last year, I was like, oh my God, I've never seen her squat this deep before. That's all I could say. I was like, this is incredible. And it was great. And then bench comes and attempt selection sucker. So I'm hoping we see some better attempt selection at nationals. I think she could be one of the best. Like, she should have been fighting for first place. And same thing at Virginia Pro, she should have been fighting for a higher placement. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, well, it literally makes at the same bad. time, though, it, it is, yeah, well, I, but at the same time, though, like, this was kind of the biggest surprise for me, like, because I, I don't really get to see a whole lot, I don't know the placing until it actually, like, happens, um, I actually thought, because, you know, you just can't tell these things, I'm in the warm, I'm in the kind of the warm-up room, and I see Jasmine Penn get really emotional in the back, and I just thought, oh, like, it's a bad meet, but I'm like, and then at the end, I'm like, did she, like, I, I don't know. I'm like, did she bomb out or something? What happened? Like, you're not focused really on anything. Then I saw, like, when we were getting our awards, she got third. I'm like, oh, was it, was it happiness? Like, like that's, I, we didn't have that happening. We didn't have that. We didn't predict that. Jasmine Penn being in third. I mean, granted, you know, it was because of performances for other lifters, but still, like, I, I'm like, holy shit, Jasmine, Jasmine Penn got third. That's huge for her. That's massive. It really is. Yeah. Did anyone else have Jasmine have in third? No, right? Love her, our, uh... No. I think yeah, we all had some combo Celine, of Celine, Sam, Gabby, and Gabby. And Sam. We did. So, yeah. We did. We counted you out, Jasmine. A, a, a big shocker. Obviously, Jasmine going to third was a big shocker, but the fact that four through six was only separated by one dots point. Wild. The fact that Jen, Gabby, and Demetria were as close as they were. That was, that was a bit of a shocker, too. And I want to know, what would Jen's dots have been if she had the third squat? Because that broke my heart. That third squat, they called her for up and down. Guys, we watched it. We watched the replay. It never went down. She had a sticking point, and she stuck and was frozen in time. Was it, was it three reds? Up. Was it three reds? I don't remember. I was, I was just wondering if they went to the jury. I can't remember. Um, I, don't remember. I, don't, I don't think that moves her in the third because that was only seven and a half kilos, that probably moves her just a little bit higher. I mean, that probably moves her like 528 to 530. So I don't think that changes anything. But that did open the door, obviously, uh, with Gabby and Demetria. I mean, coming from my end, Demetria, we we could have gone two and a half more kilos and tried to pull in the fourth. But uh, I'm happy with my call because I think that third deadlift was the actual, like, max. And I would. It was perfect. It looked perfect. Yeah. 
it like, was I, the perfect third attempt. And so I'm, I'm going to shout that out. Maybe I'm being biased, but I mean, she hit 397.5. That would have gotten that her. That's, that's, the, that's the same. Yeah, that would have gotten her tied. I mean, we got to factor in body weight, but that ties for second at PA Nationals. That's the. I mean, she is. I mean, she, she, I have very little doubt she can go 400 plus come Raw National sign with her current rate of progress, and that puts her right up there with Heather yeah. and Jessica. Right yeah. up there. And I don't. Yeah. I. Yeah. I'm. I'm, I'm going to be the biased coach and say she needs some respect on her name. Yeah. From the community. Big meat. Yeah. From from these fucking powerlifting podcast like two white lights and her coach is on constantly her coach is co-host well, uh, this goes back kind of... before i even coached before i even coached her i put remember i put her second at nationals in 2021 and we got called sexist because i did that uh, yeah i don't remember yeah anything. i've been rating I, her appropriately i've been rating her appropriately since before i even coached her i unfortunately remember the days of leah goldring but uh yeah that yes. was uh <laughs> That that was a rough one. Um, yeah, but yeah. Hey, that, Steve, that could have been poaching. You were putting it out there. Hey, and, uh, those co- <laughs> that, that I put her. That I put her in second, and so yes. yeah. No, I thought yeah. comment on, the, on I, any post. Yeah, if you comment no, it legit. It, I we talked about it on here. It legitimately is a thing that I do think that there is benefit of being on two white lights for me as a coach because when I talk yeah. positively about lifters, they have positive thoughts about me and I'm not doing it in any way, shape or form to get me to coach them, but it does have an effect. And that's why when you talk about commenting on lifters posts and all that kind of stuff, you got to be careful because when you create this kind of like positive interaction cycle, it, it can be, Oof. it can be shaky. AKA why yeah. I don't comment on people's posts unless I'm trolling them. Yeah. If you look, I, I, don't yeah, comment well, on, I don't even comment on my own clients' posts unless I'm trolling them. I only do yeah. trolling comments, and I rarely do yeah. that. Yeah, well, you will not find me commenting should... on anyone's posts. Anyone. Yeah, well, that's a funny thing. You should neg people. You should just uh, neg them and see if that's also being I do. I do that to a Nas all the time. Oh, that's 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 poaching. That, like, if I'm you neg poaching them, my own client. Like, I want to... Yes. Yeah. Oh, but no, I'm saying uh, you should neg you should neg other lifters like just this like you fucking suck and then make that comment on there <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, and be, uh, yeah and be like and be like I kind of want to get coaching by this guy now. <laughs> <laughs> that was bold like this guy this guy coached yeah he's like hey I think you suck here's how you can get better and I can show you how to not suck anymore you worthless. You, you worthless sack of shit. Yeah, that's that'll be that'll be a great thing to do. Um, yeah. But Bring yeah, that'll be great. Um, speaking about... of, I was gonna say though, we're talking about positive interactions. Um, a person who apparently hates me now, Gabby Martinez. Oh, she um, hates you. Why? Because I mean, predict. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I probably prediction wise, but all in good fun. But I didn't see what happened. Solana, did you have a better insight on this? Of course I did. So, uh, she was my first place pick. Gabby, yeah, basically it was kind of like self-sabotage with squats. Like, her first move well, and then she went for, she went hit 185, move well. Went to 197.5, and it was just strength. Like, just complete failing. Like, just, they should not have gone that heavy for that second attempt. Do you think it was just, it was just trying to push into first place there? Just like, just really trying to get that first... Yeah, talking to her, she had some big goals for this meet, and it wasn't just trying to win. She was she weighed in on purpose above 67 to be in the 75-kilo weight class, but close enough to 69 
because she wanted to see like what her 69 kilo numbers could be. And she wanted to get the squat record in that weight class in the 75s. She wanted to get the total record. So she had very specific numbers in mind. And I think that was in the end her downfall for a dot space meet where if it didn't feel amazing as it should have, she should have just went by how it felt. And I think she just went for like the number she knew she had to hit for second to go for the American squat record on the third. So mm-hmm. I think that's what kind of ended up sinking her. And then she also missed her last deadlift. It was also off the strength, so that sucked. It was a tenth selection for the day. Yeah, I, I mean, I, the probably the most fierce competitor of the females is her, just with her uh, will to wanting to win. Um, like again, I didn't see it, but based on what you said, like that seems like it makes sense. And I, I believe she's expressed that to me before, like weighing at sixty nine because she wants to see how those numbers are in comparison with the IPF lifters. Um, I don't think there's anyone more competitive in, in the sport just from a mentality standpoint. And uh, I was I was surprised to see her, and I, I I told her afterwards we get to be mad uh, simultaneously because I was pissed off getting fifth place. She was really pissed off getting fifth place. I'm like, all right, well, I picked a teenager to beat me. I picked you to get third, and a teenager beat me, and you're in fifth. It sucks. Today's a, today's a bad night for both of us. Whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that was, um, that was, that was surprising. I, I, I will say that was a surprising thing. Um, now you guys, uh, want to talk about the amateurs? I'll argue with the greatest amateur meet of all time. I, I got to throw one more in there. Cause I don't Autumn. care. Okay. I'm biased. Autumn green. Now Carly yeah. Richard, uh, I'm going to do two because Car- Carly Richard yeah, had right. an awesome meet again. Uh, she, I don't want to call it a breakout meet because she had a great nationals, but I think she kind of like more known from the VA pro and another really good meet. Um, so awesome meet by Carly, um, autumn perfection of a day. I on it. I mean, she had a lot more. We honestly, we, I, we somewhat sandbag deadlift because we just want to secure the five forty total. Cause that was the goal. But I think she probably had five more kilos there. She had bench. She, she barely, she like grinded out two or 115 the week before. And because of that, we changed attempt selection down because we were going to go for 120 or maybe even 120.5 because that would be the American record. And then she just absolutely smoked 117. Yep. But yeah, Autumn crushed it. Nine for nine day. Um, every single meet we've had together has gone better. And this was like all the culmination of all the little tweaks we've made, peaking wise and training wise, to just like literally just crushed everything. So now, real talk, uh, American so re- American record squat, American record total. Every meet, you say you wish you put more in the third. Why don't you just send it ever? Like, just who cares about the training? And she always peaks perfectly. Why don't you ever just send it on a single lift? On deadlift or the other lifts? Squat. They always look too easy for third. So, in my opinion. <laughs> well, one in prior meets, she's always made the the first and the second look hard. And so, and based off of that, we go conservative, and then she turns it. She had it all the way here, but we just kind of had 212 in mind. Like, that was just the goal, regardless. Like, if she hit it really easy, awesome, we can save it. So, it was just kind of like an already set number. Like, okay, we're good with 212, even if it moves good, really easy. Bench was because, of, like I said, the week before, it did not go well. And so, we wanted to be conservative there. And then deadlift, it just ended up happening again because we're like, all right. I asked her when she came off the platform. I was like, do you want to secure 540 or do you want to kind of go for it and like push deadlift this time? And she'd rather just secure 540. So, um, which she doesn't, she can't really run out of deadlift. But it's one of those things. I mean, another 10, PR, 10 key, uh, kilo PR total. I, I mean, sending any of it wouldn't really have changed much. She wouldn't have been in the money. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, if yeah. if uh, coming Great back around, since I'm so confident in how we approach training this time with the peaking process and all the little things, I would be very confident next time to like to call some number to to put to plan for some numbers that uh, she's nowhere at in the gym because like her heaviest squat in the gym was 205 and she hit 212. She she always squats way more than me, so that's one of those things that's kind of tough. Like, do you want to plan to go 217, 12 and a half kilos over what you did in the gym? Like, that's a little bit scary. Um, I think she can do it, but it's a little bit scary. The next time I, I think I'm confident enough that we've got the process down that I would, I would do that. All right. All right. Amateur. Yeah. Yeah. Or amateur. We still got pros. Do we want to finish with pros first? I mean, that one's pretty Um, short. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to do pros because it was a pro am because two, I know there's pro, it was a pro meet, but like the pro am was kind of a thing, but yeah, we could do that. We can, we can do that. I would say do the pros first since they fall in line. I'm going to say one thing. I mean, this goes, we're going to, we're going to talk about this. This, this meet has to be on Saturday. Um, Mm -hmm. the the energy completely, the energy completely died putting it on Sunday and it It was was a shame. Even with that, um, the men's side fell flat. I don't think anyone had a good meet. Um, the women's side, it was really, yeah, there's a couple people. Avi. I mean, Avi uh, killed Avi, it. Like, Avi, Margaret, it. and Solana. Honestly, I think we're the breakout. Solana, yeah. Solana, how, were you kind of geeked out, like, by getting close to Daniela on, like, beating her? Um, that would no. be something, <laughs> right? Like, wouldn't yeah. you be like, it wouldn't be, like, pretty badass. Yeah, I so Brad knows to never tell me anything, so I knew nothing until the last deadlift was over. At all. Okay. And I saw him run out to see Daniela's last lift. I'm like, who's going? And so Daniela, I'm like, okay, cool. And then she gets it, and he's like, oh! I'm like, why are you yelling? And he's like, oh, like, you would have beat her. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, that. right? <laughs> but yeah, he knows like, I'm I, I get in my head, so. You I'm had sure, yourself yeah. a day, that's. That's not like a you're on the podcast thing. Like the the, I, the what I looked at is the three best performances on the women's side was Avi, uh, Margaret, and then Solana. Like all those were the ones that really showed out and had big upticks in performance and uh, put themselves like Avi for that 56 kilo class. That's going to be interesting because I think Caitlin Barry's 56 kilo now. Obviously, we I think we had we had Christina Paracci leave. I don't know if she's. I don't think she's coming back. Um, so Avi versus uh, Caitlin Barry, Margaret in that 82 class. I mean, that total would have won nationals last year. Um, and then obviously Solana in that 67 and a half class. If you're going 500 kilos by nationals, that's making some things interesting with kind of getting up there with Gabby and Celine and Jen and whatnot. So, but then the men's side was, other than Lorenzo Wright was kind of a letdown. I think I don't think any of the guys were like super happy. Like um, your client Anas won, and still it was not his best performance, but he no. still won. Awesome, still awesome no, performance. Awesome, not, awesome deadlift a deadlift exit though. No, it was bench. Was that it was bench. Oh, bench. No, it bench. was bench. Oh, yeah, I, it was I watched bench. it before a deadlift. Bench. That was incredible. No. Bench, never mind. Like, third yeah, third bench love, exit was does, amazing. He does that a lot, doesn't he? he I like, didn't know how goofy he was. Oh, he's oh, he's an interesting little. Like we part. took a picture and he just like stuck his tongue out last second, and I was like, "What?" Like I said, smile. <laughs> no, he is he is a very interesting human being. Uh, make fun of him. That's the main thing you got. I'll start. But yeah, he sure he won it, but like I, he's not happy because it was just kind of a weird day. Like ever like 
he 100% has the strength for like 760 plus, And it was just kind of a weird day all around. He just, he literally told me, he's like, I just never like got into it. Like he said, from the first, like he, he told me in the war room, he was about to throw up at him on his, on his squats. Cause he just didn't feel good. And then from there, he just kind of was just like, not into competing. It was just kind of a weird day. But even with that, he still hit a two and a half kilo meat PR somehow. I don't hey. know. Hey, even, even with that, but I'm I I we're, I think we're gonna do another meet because he wants to put I mean, he's he's gonna redeem that. But yeah, Lorenzo was the only one I think that really put a full meet together on that men's side. But the women, Avi was the big breakout there. Um, I think that put her. I need to pull up the standings. I think that put her in the top five for the overall. Let me pull it up because again, for people who don't know, there is the pro finals, which is the end we should have maybe led with it because i think a lot of people don't understand this still the pro okay. finals is the end of Thanks the 2022 series is the 2022 no, just, series yeah why is it thanks marcellus because if you didn't make that video we would have just fucking oh led, led with it okay <laughs> yeah. no, the finals is the conclusion of the 2022 pro series based yeah. off of the points yeah. the finals get to go to it but that's where the money is but the Arnold in 2023 is the start of the 2023 series, so everyone yep. is is part of the points. So just the finals, the pro meet, and then whoever wins their pro cards are all part of the points. So they all intermix as the first pro meet. So all these pros were intermixed into the point standings with the actual finals people. So Avi finished seventh, right between Gabby and Demetria. And Angela so, got and seventh then, place when you added in Keenan and Rondell. Yep. Yeah, so Angela sucks. Fuck, fuck those guys. <laughs> this one, I didn't mention their placing, just yours. Well, I mean, yeah, I, we'll, when we talk, I mean, are, are we so are we ready to move on though to the amateurs? Because there's a there's a funny caveat yeah. there. Yeah, I think are we're. We I mean, that I think we kind of talked well, about the. Cause I the, mean, you just the, mentioned that with those two guys, but I my my heart goes out to Kyle DeLeo, not only is because he's my boyfriend, but also because. He should be a pro, and this is the most unfortunate meet to compete at. Yeah, I, he maybe had the, I he maybe had the it, the best meet like, of anyone. Yeah, yeah he murdered it. Got eight twenty two and a half kilos. He, yeah, he, he out would have been third and third in the third in the finals. Third in the he finals. Third place third in the, the finals. Wild. Yeah, and he's not so, even a pro. Like, I mean, he'll get yeah, one. That soon, was but. well. Hey, TBS just has that pro qualifier. He's in Texas now and in Houston. Like that's yeah. Like, like they, I think that's a meet him and Jaron got to look at just to get him at pro uh, pro card before that. But yeah, the most unfortunate meet to compete at if you're trying to get a pro card is that one because you have the two guys who are top five in the pro series. Definitely, I, I would I would put them as almost a lock to be into that top five consideration into next year. Um, and you know, we got to see Rondell. We got to see Rondell unleashed on the platform. I am I am mad I didn't get to see the full effect of the rondell being unleashed on the platform we like we, we kept on saying free the man unleash him we got to see him on the platform then you got uh keenan lee on top of that so it was it, it, it just it just it's kind of a tough thing for kyle because he, he did such a good job and he uh i mean a, a total of i got him second this year at national or at the past nationals but i didn't get to see any of it again so <laughs> Solana. Why can't you handle? I'll go into it. Why can't you handle watching the meet? I can't do it. 
Why? I couldn't do it either. Like, I, I would, really? I would, no way. Oh, no. Oh, I my would God. not watch it every, if I was every competing. Every Nationals, I compete at prime time, and I just watch all day. <laughs> no. Okay. No, I, I would, I 100% with Angela, I would not be watching it at all. Wild. Yeah, okay, I, I watch, I watch a little bit of Nationals because Gage almost bombed out on squat, and then I, I went into the chat for a second, and they started messaging that, so I tuned into Nationals, and that's the, probably the reason why. Like, there's guys who I want to see do well, and that adds just, like, the stress of the day already. I mean, I think my girlfriend could tell you. I'm just, like, I'm a weird person on meet day, just kind of to be around. Like, I just... I, I, I'm in a pretty irritable mood, and like some of the stuff okay. can get me more irritable in a way. So, yeah. All right. Well, Rondell had obviously an incredible day. First of all, breaking the 120 kilo world record total, like that's been yeah. held since 2016 Worlds by Dennis Cornelius. So, that was just so amazing to watch. And he ended up with a 1,002.5 kilo total, highest dress test total in his weight class ever. Um, he overall, like, squat 370, incredible, 252 bench. Last deadlift, he yellowed it. I wanted to see him hit <laughs> a really high, like, a higher dot because he got 577. He needs a 575 to secure the pro card. So he yellowed that uh, 400 and did not get it. But I'm curious to know, like, what 390 would put in that dots-wise. Looking at him going against Keenan, Keenan didn't have the best day, but he still had an incredible performance overall number-wise. Yeah. He did go 6 for 9. <laughs> 575 dots. Nice. Yeah, 575 dots nice, yeah. on the dot. Yeah. He like, meant to give. Like, if you get a 574 dot at this meet, if you get a 574 dot at this meet, holy shit, would that be the worst thing ever? Because a 575 dots is like kind of like. I mean that's that's not that's not yeah it's not really touchable for a lot of lifters. Like I'm I I'm probably gonna go throughout my career being like I don't know if I could ever get a five seventy five dots. And that's on that I don't know if this yeah and it's yeah it, it's it's ridiculous. And it's, also I, I so I saw him beforehand. I think the amount of meats he was taking got to him a little bit. He was tired, like. Tired. Well, he mentioned he was just really, really jet lagged. So he may have literally just, exactly. It was like three a.m. their time. Combination time dumb done. I yeah. think combination. Yeah, I combination mean, where, of all of it. It where it, it where adds he was trend where he was trending if he didn't have to travel though is scary. I mean, it would. I mean, I don't know. Either way, we got Rondell and Keenan likely in the pro finals next year, and that changes things because Rondell I think doesn't do his attempts if he's in the pro finals. He's in the pro finals. He squats three seventy five or three seventy seven. He pulls three ninety and he wins it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's I, think, a, I think. And he in, had more. Well, than definitely. Squat and bench. It oh, can be Rondell and no, Keenan for bench. Next year. Are you being sarcastic with bench? <laughs> Was it really hard? Did I forget? I you didn't did. see it. I did. I commented I it. It was. The most all-out grinder ever that could possibly imagine. It was RPE thirteen point five. There was Thir- not a, there was not an ounce left in the tank. He came back into the warm-up room. He's like, "That was the longest grinder of my life." Uh, Squat though, for sure. Uh, Sanjeev told me ten more kilos. Let's say seven and a half to be conservative, and he probably had a three ninety. If he if he squats three seventy seven, and then deadlifts three ninety, he won the pro finals based off of yeah, what Bob did. That's wild. So. That's vile. Yeah, that's now, well. I mean, next year going into it, uh, Solana. I was gonna say okay, go. for Keenan, 
I was kind of surprised he didn't break any of Ashton's records, and he was really close to all of them, like to a bunch of them. So, like, <laughs> when it came to his deadlift record, it was 382.5, and he hit, let me see. 377. 377. So, like, I feel like he could have hit it on the third, but obviously, or second, but obviously he didn't want to, he wanted to secure the dots. And then the total record, there's another record that he was really close to and did not beat. The squat oh, record? Oh, yeah. No, wasn't the total American record, record 955? Yes, and he missed that. But wasn't yeah, the total 950, record 955? Yeah. Well, now yeah, 960.5. Well, now. 952. Like, yeah, yeah, three, three kilos away. No, it was still it was still a fantastic meet. It, it looks oh, like a bad yes, meet, but, but it was still an amazing meet. I just kept staring at the numbers, and I was like, you're so close. Like, he just was so close to beating Ash. Um, he obviously can't have the strength for it. But still, again, fantastic meet. Even 6 for 9, 355 squat, 220 bench, 377 dead. By the time it came to Dallas, he walked out and shook everyone's hand on the platform for that third attempt. He didn't even try it or go for it. I was like, it's okay. You secured the pro card. You're tired. Like, yeah. he looked so... He looked like he was about to go to sleep when he came out and shook their hands. Like, he was like, it's time to go Yeah. It is our win to have them in the USAPL since the IPF apparently didn't want them and wanted to ban yeah. both of them. Crazy. Uh, yeah. So it was the <laughs> yeah, IPF, yeah, that's crazy. I, IPF banned uh, Invitational. We got, we, I mean, we already talked about Kyle. Uh, you want to talk about Justin? Incredible, incredible meet. Yeah, there was Kyle, really good performance on the is, amateur side. Kyle is going 90 kilos, though, so he's not staying at 82. I was wondering if he would. Yeah, I talked to Jaron, and he said that that's pretty much set. Like they can't. Yeah, I, well, I know. I'm acting surprised. Uh, yeah, I'm acting surprised, but I think he told me that many. T- I think he legitimately said he's like, "Yeah, I want to out total you, and then move up to 90." So and he and he did yep, it. You did it, you beautiful bastard. But I mean, we had some Good other job. going down the next couple people. Justin Asano hit 760 at 75 kilos on a six for nine day. Pretty darn good. Shun Jabril, 795 kilo total at 82 and a half. Another new contender in that division. We talked about, I mean, we, we talked about him. I told him in person, contender. once he figures out that squat, it's 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 kind of scary. Yep. Um, yeah. Mark, Mark Frizzell, 742.5. Josiah the Vivero, comeback. 745. Yeah, both of them big 75 kilo. Yeah, both of them totaling over what the national winning. 75 kilo is just going gonna, gonna to continue to be interesting. Yeah. It is still gonna once we get to nationals, it's going to be a very, very, very deep class again. That we've got Perk coming, we got Perk obviously going to be a heavy favorite, but it is still a very deep class, and everyone keeps getting stronger there. You know, gosh, Dallas Bay is my teammate, and we have been competing together since like 2017 um, or 2018. Yeah, and 727 at 75, like that. Unfortunately, gets overshadowed here, but that was at nationals. That is that this top five, I think. Darn good meat there. Um, yeah. Um, I will yeah. say, just to shine more light, like, Shun, like, y'all know I was talking about him not locking out his deadlifts. And I was very impressed. Like, he did go 2 for 3 on deadlifts, but, like, he locked him out beautifully. Like, he figured it out. So I was oh, yeah. super excited because I literally texted Angela. I was like, is he going to bomb out on deadlifts before he started? <laughs> and he came yeah, he's out. Yeah, he, he always bobbles it a little bit. But, yeah, that 771 moved really was, well. Uh, that really was cool. That was good. And, 
Yeah, it's I, I don't think there's I mean, Grant like his seven eighty eight that, you know, I, I would have red lighted still was a deadlift I'm like, yeah, you can hit it, like you can hit it still. It's it's clear you can do that. And then even his gym lifts, like, you know, red lighting that eight oh four still if I was a judge, but you can hit it. Like I can tell the the strength is there for him. Um but it, like yeah, it's uh it's gonna be fun competing with that guy and more the merrier in the eighty two and a half kilo division because um, you know, before we get into the females, like with that division I think with what's been happening right now, I don't want it to happen just because of how crazy this division can be. But I, I don't see how Russ can stay. I, I know that's the plan, but with all the shit that's going on right now, it's like, hey, it's more enticing to move up to 90 than ever. But At then that, that point, means Demar yeah. goes. Then that it kind of takes because 82 and a half as it stands, it's like, holy shit. Russ, Demar, Nori, me. Kawan Garrison, am I allowed to say Sean Jin? I think it's a rumor. Yeah, you can say it. Is that a rumor, Steve? Do you know anything about know. that? I mean, he told yeah, me. Yeah, I don't know either. He told me was before it in confidence? PA Nationals that AP didn't get Is it in confidence? Def- no. I so. Okay, I don't know then. Um, maybe Sean Jin's coming. Just say maybe Perhaps. Sean Jin is coming back. Hey, Sean Jin, if you come over, it's a it's an amazing amount of people like in that weight class. And you know, if Kyle DeLeo moves up to ninety, I guess. But you know, who knows what happens like there? But then you know, if Russ goes up, it kind of just takes it out of it. But then you still like then it gets like the new blood kind of going with Chris Perez, Ginger Brill, uh, Gerald Scott. That's a it. Just you know, it's it's it's. You, you always think the same guys are going to be in it, that the landscape can completely change just yep. just so quickly. And then you get other contenders in there, and, and those guys can go. Um, but speaking of people who can go, the females. Um, the female amateur side, uh, Christiana Zard killed yeah, it. Yeah, that was disgusting. Brilliant job. Hey, you know what? Steve Denovi, you get some really good athletes, and you do a lot with them. I don't know if anyone told you that today. You do? Yeah. No. Right. I, no, one, no one told me. They told me that I uh, I get a, I get elite talent and do nothing with them, apparently. Yeah. I will say, though, I was I, really close to predicting her accurate dots, and you were, like, calling me crazy on the podcast. I had her predicted, like, 540-something. She had 539. <laughs> we actually a, did. Well, th- well, so we actually... The day was so good, we took all the higher options than we planned. We did not plan to do that. And honestly, like, that squat was stupid. That was stupid. I was like, excuse me, did you just okay. hit an American record total and, like, it was RPE, like, 8? <laughs> so, she squatted 180 in the gym, and it, it took her soul. It was an extreme grinder. This is my first meet with her. That squat peaked to the moon. Because yeah. she could have hit 187, and Literally. I had that, that. So I know that for the future, to an extent. I don't know if I plan for a seven and a half kilo jump over a gym lift, but at the same time, I definitely see like how much like pulling back off of some things work. But yeah, oh yeah. I mean, uh, we're gonna have to see where some people go, like weight class wise. Like, will Sam stick at 60 kilos? Does Celine come? I don't know. But I mean. Tell me if I'm wrong. I, I got to think Christian has to be the favorite going in at 60 for nationals. Yeah. I mean, I told, I told Celine in the warm-up room, jokingly yet serious, it's a tradition that when you win the Arnold Amateur, you win the finals the next year. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I actually That's really like that. Uh, yeah, Christian uh, killed it. Um, I, I'm, I'm very excited to see her. I mean, really, from last year's Arnold. Um, I mean, Columbus is her city, right? 
Um, and massive shout out to the Ohio State powerlifting team. You guys are a bunch of buttes. They they're got me. me. A t- they're sending me a T-shirt. Did they send you a T-shirt? Yeah. They I did. Better, well, well, they better now. No, they no. Know, do not send Angelo yeah. a T-shirt. I'm special. Well, they we saw them at the we saw them at Brothers later on that night, and they uh, yeah they were very generous with the uh, with the drinks that nice. uh, that evening. Um, it was yeah it was awesome, and you know they're like it's like exactly how I thought Ohio State people would be, and I used to not like them, but they gave us Justin Fields, so I'm back on the uh, so I'm, I'm I might be a Ohio State Ohio State stand uh, a Buckeye stand. Um, within the future, but yeah, what, what a bunch of buttes all those guys are. That was, um, that was awesome. Uh, hanging out with them later that night, Christian killed it. And then, I, I mean, still with the female side on the amateur, Lysha. got Lysha, Lysha and, uh, Frida, which, you know, I, I don't think we gave Frida enough credit on, I guess the, uh, the graphic is a lot of people are mentioning her mainly because Frida never, ever posts anything. I At am all. friends with Frida. I don't know. I don't know if she's ever powerlifting. I don't know if she gave up on the sport because she just doesn't talk about it <laughs> ever. Like ever does she talk about it? So it's like, yeah, but she's she's still incredibly strong. But yeah, I I think Lysha and Frida still have themselves fantastic performances in spite of just uh, you know you know coming up short. But still, like the, the amateur women's side too was um, was another thing that got a lot of uh, got got a lot of good performances out of it. Yeah, Lysha, I mean, with her progression rate, you're looking at uh, Gabby and Sam and yeah. uh, Celine at, like, that 510 to 515. I think Lysha will be right there come Nationals. Like, she's going to be very much in the – I mean, honestly, I think you're looking at the top two, Christiane and Lysha, as, like, the future of the women's division in the USAPL. Like, they're both juniors. They're both, 20, I think, 22 and 23. Wild. Like, that's 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 the future right there. I mean, like Frida. you said, Frida. I mean, uh, I'm not. Sh- she is 25. It looks like she's two years older. Uh, I mean, I think she's going to be a favorite to possibly podium. Um, and then Jessica Tesoro too. I mean, we actually had a little 60 yeah. kilo battle here. Christian, Frida, and Jessica Tesoro were all 60 kilo lifters. I mean, Jessica. I mean, if we're looking at Christian, we call it a breakout meet last year at the Arnold. She hit 452 and a half, I think. Jessica just hit 450. She's right where Christian basically was last year at this time. And looking at Frida's yeah. progress too, like Mega Nationals got a four ninety nine dot. She got five twelve at this one, and it meet before Mega Nationals with four sixty four. So it's like a nice progression. Well, yeah, I was, but if I'm being honest, because like with some, like occasionally, like we we see something from her, and I know Waco was kind of killing her for a little bit there, but um, like I was expecting the five twelve to be at Nationals. Like I was, I was expecting it there, and we 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 got it this time. But yeah, like the the progressions there. Um, she's a very gifted lifter and, uh, that's, uh, that's going to be an exciting lifter for the upcoming future, um, is her and that, uh, in that weight class. But, uh, what else we got as far as the amateur side? Um, uh, do we want to, do we want to air out our Arnold grievances? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, I mean, just to say really quick, again, my family was there totally new to powerlifting. Here's their exact words. The energy was kind of dead during the first flight, <laughs> but the energy really picked up for the se- the next two. And this meet is really long. It's like it's 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 like I didn't know how long it would be. They know nothing, nothing about powerlifting, and that was their response to the Arnold Pro Finals. I right. I was I 
have been supportive of trying to still make sure to highlight equipped, even though some people probably don't realize it. Behind the scenes, I have been very supportive in trying to make sure things go well, even things in the last week before the Arnold I was doing mm-hmm. and helping with. Um, I was planning to be very nice on this podcast, but then the equip lifters threw an absolute hissy fist, hissy fit, and I'm absolutely done. I am done being politically correct. They threw well, a it was, hissy it was, fit. It was a bunch of posts about it was posts, yeah. about posts not being made about them. I am sorry. The equip lifters were given a spot in a meet which no one would have watched them otherwise. Nope. Mm-hmm. No one would have watched their meet. They were give given them, a spotlight in a meet to actually be watched, and they were giving money. Frankly, they don't deserve because there's not. They they literally cannot even fill up. They don't have enough lifters to make a finals. They don't have enough lifters. There was yeah. a three. Uh, I feel bad doing this. There was a three seventy eight dots lifter in the finals. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm done. Not. I'm done trying to be it, nice about no, it. It's just. It is. Re- it is it's, ridiculous. It's not even, like they. It's just. It's fact. It's just factual stuff. Like it's not being mean if we're saying facts. No. Yeah. It's just where you don't have enough people to fill out the finals, and it's very unfortunate. I do like equip lifting. The men outdots. The equip lifters. Yeah, I yeah. I, I mean, duh. I know. I mean, all these things are factual. Like we get it. Grant, like, and that's and again, like being a USAPL person, I know this is unrealistic, but it's this is the facts. If you're going to be in single ply and you're looking for the top competition, you got to do international. You just have to. It's like it's just it's clear as day. That is where the talent is. That's where you go if you want that spotlight. IPF Worlds is the place for you to get it, and the World Games. And this is not it. USAPL is a raw federation. As too many raw lifters, as as uh, so many people being competitive just to get pro cards. We mentioned Kyle De Leon having a brilliant meet that should that that uh, that would have got him third in the pro finals, and he doesn't even have a pro card yet. That's how competitive it is. It is not that competitive on the equip side, and it's just really unfortunate it's not there. I do like equip lifting, but then I see just. These arguments are not good. These arguments are flawed. When they're like, you know what, you're not making these posts for equip lifters. You're not. You're not spotlighting them. You know what it is not going to help you if the USAPL posts you, even with a great, highly edited thing. People are. You're going to see the interactions drop. People are not going to have any interest in it because you're going to see the next post be Bob just absolutely murking people, a raw, and he has no equipment on, and it's easier to relate to that. My family, who never seen powerlifting before, related more to Ash. Bob, it was it was actually really funny to hear their takes about things because like it was the first thing that they said, but also like new people getting to the sport, like seeing what they say about like certain lifters, like there's a clear interest in the raw, and it's it, it's I mean it's equivalent to you know March Madness is coming up, and women's basketball, women's basketball people getting involved in it is fantastic. It's you know it's the same sport. They're playing the same sport. If ESPN led and gave all the spotlight first to females their ratings will plummet and no one expects them to do that because men's college basketball has the spotlight and more people are interested in it it's just simple simple things to look at here and that's how i look at equip lifting more people are interested in watching the raw and that's there's nothing wrong with that but you know what like again you're getting mad about posts you guys like what steve said you're getting cash prizes a lot of money 
a decent yeah. amount of money for really not I, being as good as the the, the grand can, scheme they of can, Yeah, they can get posts and not the money. That's that's why I'm I am so annoyed at it because of how much they complained about it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. disproportionately, they are getting way more money if you're looking at population size and competitiveness than raw lifters. And then they had the audacity to overly complain. I it it irked me. I think it irked a lot of people. Simple fix. Uh, all of the raw lifting should be on Saturday. The amateur, the finals, and the pro. And then all of the bench meets and equip should be on Sunday. Done. On the main stage. And on the main stage. Yeah, put them on the main Masters stage. That... Masters is good on Friday, Friday because it, it actually Friday. works well yeah. on Friday because there is, there is a logistics part. One, I actually really like the Masters meet. Some people I've heard complain about it. I like the Masters meet. Guess what? Last There's a year lot I of Masters who compete. There's yeah. not just Last 14 Masters who compete. There's not just 14. No, they, they build up. There's a lot of them. They <laughs> actually up. deserve the money more because of population size and like and like how much they're actually contributing to like in the sense of like the overall competitors. Um, but there's also a logistical thing that a lot of the masters are the people that stick around and volunteer for refereeing afterwards. So it's good to yeah. have them on Friday. Yes. Um, no, it's, I like them on Friday. I, a, I love them on Friday. Should, equip, on equip should have their equip should have their own meet on Sunday. Put all their all on Saturday. Stop combining them. Um, because that meet was way too long for the lifters, and even more so, it was way too long to view. There was, uh, I saw the uh, the actual stream uh, analytics. There was a big dip every single time Fly Day came up. Of course, and we lost viewers. Yeah, I mean, to no surprise. No, and it was um, an awesome stream too. It's like it's a stream that you finally get. You like you have the pro finals, you capture it. To me, I really do like this. People are asking me like, okay, so what do you want to see changed? I'm like. You know, let's, let's ignore the things I want to see change at the Pro Finals. And I think they are making those changes that I wanted from the last year. You know, not having those stupid-ass Ubu meets, uh, not having pointless meets thrown in there. Um, hopefully just more clarity is, I guess, the changes. But, it's like, I like this point system. I like making meets matter. And as far as getting points and getting maybe those other lifters to get into a point where they can compete at the Pro Finals, like me. Like, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a solid lifter. And it was good for me to get these meets to get me into the pro finals. And I think that actually works. But then you have this product that I think is very good. And then you get a three flight meet that lasts five and a half hours and people are taken away from it. If you have a meet, that's just the females and the men going in high action, no lull, five hour sporting events suck ass. No one wants to watch them. No one wants to watch a five hour long sporting event. No, ever. I agree. The the other issue, so we need to we need to clarify what happened because some people do not know. Before the Arnold, they made an emergency rule change that apparently was it's for the pro because like let's let's take a step back. Before the pro series existed, there was a stipulation of a pro meet, which is actually what CPT kind of did. Before the pro series existed, you could be a there was a thing called a pro meet, which meant you offered five thousand dollars or more in cash prizes. And apparently at pro meets, you could not chip American records. And that was like a rule. And that's what came out before the VA Pro is that if you set American records, you just can't chip. You have to hit two and a half kilo increments, and that was kind of silly, I thought. We kind of I think we talked about that on the podcast. They apparently made this rule to fix that. But the rule makes no sense. And I think some people kind of were like, oh, it's only going to apply to a couple people. And the rule is you can chip any record of any division you compete in at these meets. Meaning if you are Ashton, you can chip a military record. If you are Joe Bornstein, you can chip a junior record. 
Lysha chipped a junior record. In the bench pro meet, someone chipped a teen record. You can chip any... Uh, Jen Thompson was chipping master's records. There was at least a dozen or so people I knew that were doing that. That is not okay, Come especially nationals time. Dots meets, whatever. Come nationals, that is not okay. I don't know why it wasn't just a simple thing of, oh, you can just chip American records in the open. Like, why wasn't that the rule change? That seemed so simple. simple. So simple. That was so simple. This this has to go away. I, I was saving my distaste for this until after the Arnold because I was like, I don't know if this is really going to be like a big thing. It was a big thing. Come nationals, it's going to be a big issue and an incredibly yeah. big competitive advantage for people uh, who qualify for other divisions. When it's Bob versus Keenan versus Ronda, uh, versus uh, Ashton head-to-head, Ashton can chip military records if he wants to. Yeah. Which are not very high, which means he can ch- he he can chip every single squat and every single deadlift if he wanted to against Keenan and Bob. That's funny. That's I love the announcement for that. This is a you know, this is a military record. Get on your feet. Hey, six hundred pound squat. Oh, Lord. Let's get out of here. That has to change. And that is one of the most mind-boggling rule changes. I, Because that was such a simple rule change. No one yeah. wanted this. Like, no one asked for it. Everyone just asked for open records. Open records. Yeah, I was just confused. No one, no <laughs> no one, one asked to be able to chip Masters. Cause, and so Jin's rude. about to age into Masters 2, I think, soon. I know! Even, like She'll be able to chip Masters 2 records. In the open class, in a battle yeah. versus Celine, we got some juniors up in here. Joe yeah. Bornstein against Perk can chip junior records. Yeah, Joe, Bo- yeah, Joe Bornstein has junior? like Lice is a junior. Christian's a junior. Well, Joe Bornstein's like eight eight years old, so he he has can chip like, youth records. Yeah, Joe. Bornstein yeah, he has like yeah, he has like five. He has like five years of being a junior. This kid. So oh yeah, like he's got he's got all the years in the world to have his uh, advantage and. Yeah, that 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 bodes that doesn't bode well for Anas, you know, who's trying to he's trying to go, you know, keep pace with the the. Well, Moss might so. hit Masters one soon, so. Yeah, we'll hit the point. Masters it, one records. He's older yeah, than me, like right? Years. Yeah, I think he's a year older. He's thirty. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm yeah, getting, he was thirty last year. You just turned. You just turned thirty. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm he's like kind of year. a year older. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that, that I mean, I saw that. I didn't. I I was just so confused when they released. I'm like. Yeah, I love rule changes that no one wants. That's great. At least like the IPF like bench rule, it's like some people think it's a good idea, and people were like, at least some people are clamoring for it. But this one's like, no, like, everyone's no like, one what fuck, <laughs> like what's what's happened that? Like, wh- why did you guys do that? It's such a random one. Um, it, it's it's something that no one wants, and everyone everyone I know wants this. Left Love Bros, ladies and gentlemen, go to leftlovebros.com. And get yourself the best powerlifting merchandise in the sport right now. Steve is wearing it. You can use his promo code ORC15 and use promo code 2WL15 and use promo code Solana15 to make yourself look good on the platform, off the platform, in the gym, out the gym. They'll make you look good from head to toe. Use that promo code 2WL15 and make sure you're following them on Instagram as well. Also, 
I think we got that birthday mixed up again. Or is it this weekend? Yeah, is it coming up. It, it's coming April up 1st? in April first. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Unfortunately, I believe I have now more happy birthday DMs than CB does, though, because he trolled me back, uh, and I had like good. six people reach out and wish me happy birthday. Nice. You know what's funny? So I almost, for now, I was, CB, happy birthday, but I might change this. I might have to change this because it's not working. I might, yeah, I might, uh, I, I might have gotten fooled on that just for a second. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, I could have swore. <laughs> I could have swore I wish Steve a happy birthday, and I was like, this can't be You don't be know true. my yeah. birthday? Well. I think I know yours still, January 29th. You, you do. Nice. Is yeah, it January 29th? And you don't know is. mine? <laughs> Steve. What? Steve, relax. relax okay? No, relax. this is, when's our anniversary, Angela? When's our uh, anniversary? When, was, yeah, when is that? What? Well, when was Midwest Prime Time? I, just, I think it was October eighteenth. October eighteenth. There we are. I just can't <laughs> you remember. Didn't know that Minnesota... Let's see if I was right. If I was right about that date, that's pretty insane. Let me see if I was actually right about that. You ran the meet. Doesn't mean I'm going to remember so? the exact date it was on in 2020. October tenth. I, I was I was off oh, by wow. eight days. October tenth. We'll call October tenth our anniversary. Okay. Sure. Fantastic. Well, uh, so I'll be sure to pencil that in. Okay. Yeah, come to Houston. Because I think Springfield, Missouri, really quick. I This is, it's, I don't know, this adding this in. I was just listening to a podcast, part of my take. A golfer was on there. He's, like, friends with Max Holma. I mean, you're a big golfer, Steve. I think you know. Yeah, I know Max, Max Holma is, right? Yeah, so, uh, like, his friend was on there, and he was, like, in a tournament in Springfield, Missouri. And on the podcast, he's like, you know, I was in Springfield, Missouri, and he thought he didn't make the cut, so he got hammered, like, the night of, and he – he actually made the cut, and he just got it messed up. He's like, yeah, I was in Springfield, Missouri, which, by the way, is like a fucking armpit. It's like the armpit of America. He's like, it just absolutely sucks being there. It's like, so you really have nothing to do besides just go out and drink afterwards. Was it Joel Dahman? Is that his name? It might have been. I don't know. He's like, he was oh, he, yeah, he was just know. on full. He was just on full swing, and that got that went viral about him getting like hammered. Thought he missed oh, yeah, the cut, that was and then, like came back yeah. and like won the tournament or something. Yeah, that was Springfield. That, so that was in Springfield, Missouri. And well, I Joel Dahman, Joel Dahman, honestly fits into Springfield. It's kind of his vibe. Well, yeah, cool. That was funny that they mentioned it too. I'm like, because I, I, immediately, because I was like, oh, Springfield, Missouri, where Steve's at, and then there he's like, which absolute armpit? It's like it's one of the worst places in America. So I'm like, okay, that's a, that's quite the review. All right, well, PLA. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. PLA time. Let's talk about so, everyone who did not compete. Yeah. No. Those mother. Oh God, I hated that so so much. Yeah. So so I, much. Thank you. I've, Thank you guys. You know what? I've got apology right now. That? Even though I think most of those guys probably don't like me that much, you're sending me apology because that was a bullshit move. That previous show was such a waste of time. <laughs> I, I know. An actual I waste of time. A, maybe I'm wrong. Call it bad journalism. My theory is that was a marketing tactic. I don't, think, Taylor, I don't, I don't a, think there was a plan to do that in the first place at all. It doesn't make sense to. That's why I'm like, I, I really, like, okay, they're doing it. And I, I do remember, like, it's like, oh, dress rehearsal in four weeks. So I'm like, oh. I did get, I did get it. to, I got to see Taylor's top set of bench in the warrant room without having to pay for a 550 subscription to his top sets. Oh. I got to see yeah. that in person. 
Yeah, I almost you, filmed it and so tried to sell it. I was, I was going to say, if you do that, do you go over copyright laws? I don't know. I don't know how Instagram subscriptions for top sets well, I, I, translate well, I was to copyright really con- laws. Well, I was confused. I thought he did compete, but the competition was under a paywall. I thought <laughs> he competed and they were just like, no, we have it archived. You have to pay a certain amount of money to see him compete. I was like, that's oh, true well, but honestly like it was just, it was just a bad situation and when you're in a bad situation you got to be positive because when you're positive good can be great and you just gotta oh. make the best of things yeah oh hey hey can we talk about the the not all right this we got to make a separate category for two white lights awards of the year the worst social media post of the year and that was taylor atwood's stupid ass Captain America first Iron Man meme in response to John. Oh, yeah, that was, the, that was the single worst meme ever in the history of me. We got to make ever. a yeah, we got he, he, we got to make a separate a category. Well, I was like, this the Taylor is Hatwood so, meme of the year award. This Post is so painfully unfunny that it's not even funny. Usually, when something painfully unfunny, you laugh. The comments though were absolute gold. Just yeah. I going through that was just like, oh man, these. These are just absolute brilliant little one-liners that they're. I'm like, they, he, Taylor Atwood should have just paid someone to make a meme for him out of the comment section. Yeah, I've decided if it, John Hack is Homelander, Taylor Atwood's the Deep. Oh, oh. That's... <laughs> ah, that's yeah, that one's rough. I don't uh, know. He's done some things only because the Deep is. Such a just a just a vile person on that show. But he's got good. He's got good hair. Well, Homelander's a vile person too. Yeah, the deep's got good hair. Yeah, good. No, good point. I mean, Homelander's a terrible, terrible human being. But yeah, that's that is a good point. All right, but yeah, just that because that was the same weekend I think that it happened. So I just had to bring that one up. But yeah, Powerlifting American Nationals. That was a good intro to it. Um, which. Which you were, I mean, Steve was there. I was at uh, TSS San Antonio uh, for the uh, Winter Games. I mean, I really liked what I saw. I mean, like, from just the organization of it. Um, obviously, it's not USAPL Nationals, and I think it is quite clear. You know, if you're there, it's there to qualify for national for Worlds. And you still do get some solid matchups there, and you do still get some great performances no matter what. You know, if there's a ton of lifters there, if there's very few lifters there, and also I was a fan of the press conferences that they did. I was worried I about it. it. I actually, I actually really liked the look of it. I, I, I really liked. I, they, I think they executed that beautifully. The post meets way better than the pre meet because post meet mm-hmm. people have stuff to talk about. It just seemed a lot yeah. more natural and everything. But the meet was fantastic. I mean, yeah, it was. It, it works being small. That's what's the advantage of. Oh, it. for sure. It has a very personal atmosphere. It's very easily watchable because it's just like a singular flight, aka not three flights within a quick flight, a quick flight to start it off. It's a very watchable meet, and it serves their purpose of like it, it serves the purpose of what they want by having it be that smaller, more kind of personal meet. It was great. I had an awesome time there. Uh, frankly, the volunteers and judges and referees were way nicer than I usually get in USAPL. I'm just going to say it straight up. I always huh. find too often the national referees are grumpy and entitled. And at Powerlifting America, they were super nice. Everyone was really friendly. It was just hey, a man. better atmosphere. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to say the opposite because 
I want to receive white lights, and I'm not going to say anything in bad taste about National Refs. Actually, I'm not saying circling back, cir- circling back. The actual National Refs were pretty damn cool on uh, on on meet day. You know, like I didn't have any issues nice with the Arnold at the VA Pro. I, I know. I'm just saying. I am saying, but I usually it's like you know when you like you're just like you know. Joking with the refs and back, it's cool, right? Like, but I yeah, know I get what you mean. Um, yeah, the small personal event is probably better. Also, I know to cut USAPL some credit, but the reason why he's probably always grumpy is because those meets are kind of a nightmare for him. Um, you know, collegiate nationals, I was getting grumpy towards the end of it, and I wasn't refing, I was doing shit. So, like, if it's a small meet, I think everyone's in a good mood. Yeah, yeah less dumb every, shit. Every, everyone was just kind of in a good mood. It was real chill, real easy to go about it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right under the competition. Like, woman. 47s. Cool. So 47s, because I think the standout lifter was Jess, Jess Spottle. Jessica had herself a day. And what really mm-hmm. impressed me the most was how she missed her first bench, was not phased by it, and then hit it. Because when I saw that miss, I was like, oh, my God. Is it going to be over? Because the whole, like, bench stuff rule, I didn't get to see her lift. Y'all saw him. I saw zero of her lifts. In her stories and she came back and just nailed it and i was like that didn't shake you like that was incredible and then she got a freaking record afterwards <laughs> on the bench so yeah but overall like incredible day like eight for nine day just hitting her lifts 315 squat three to five deadlift which is like stupid high i didn't know her deadlift was that high i well that was kind of the thing that when i saw her kind of on the come up was that deadlift system like that is a because we all know how important the deadlift is heather connor is you know the the, yeah the best deadlifter so it's like when you see a person getting close to that high three range and when they have a solid bench and squat on them they're like okay this person can challenge and she's young and that is a solid weight class for her and she executed beautifully um, if I'm being honest, I thought she would get more of a spotlight after this meet just in general from other people, because, you know, we got, I think right now like Tiffany Chapon is, I, I think, I mean, I think it's she died down a little bit. Yeah. It, it died down a little bit after nationals or uh, not nationals worlds. And that's the Tiffany Chapon, um, love that you're getting. And that's, that's bound to happen. You know, it's, it's a very, what have you done for me lately? Sport powerlifting. Um, and like that, like she's on that rapid pace to catch up to her, and that is a that is one of the intriguing matchups. And like this is kind of the crazy thing, right? In this in the sport, talk about you always think the same people are going to be there. No one's challenging Heather. Well, now we have two people in IPF Worlds, and those are the two big spotlight lifters: is Tiffany and Jessica. And just not too long ago, it was H Town Showdown. Mm-hmm. Houston, Texas, TSS Spring, and we're just looking like, God damn, that girl's a beast. And now we're looking at a potential world champion. Crazy. Crazy how the sport moves. Moving on. So I'm going to defer to you, Solana. Like, as far as. (laughs) No, defer to you as far as, like. I did Covering the the female side. Because, yeah, well, covering the female side as far as weight classes go. I I mean I I well from here it's not really where do we want to go I was gonna say Natalie well the, the only other Steve battle the was best. the only other battle was Chelsea versus Claire which that was probably honestly the biggest shocker to me because I don't think Jessica beating Heather was that big of a shocker I think we talked no. about it on the preview show favorite. like I considered Jessica the favorite even if other people didn't 
happened as I expected. Chelsea versus Claire did not happen as expected. Chelsea had an incredible meet, um, and Claire did not life. have her best day. Um, but I would, if you would have still told me that Claire totaled what she did, I thought she still would have probably won. I I did not expect that out of Chelsea. I mean, she just came uh, on a new level. Yeah, it was yeah. ridiculous to watch, and. Even watching, like, I watched Claire's first attempt squat, and I saw her face, and she looked pissed. And I was like, that didn't move super fast. And I watched Claire, like, she squats fast. So I was like, okay, curious. And then Chelsea goes out, moving good, second attempt moves good. And then we get to Claire's second, and I'm like, that was better, but, like, still kind of hard. And I was like, oh, this might, like, I was literally on the couch with people at Adelante were like, oh, this might turn out to be, like, a different meet than we expected. And then when Claire missed the third and Chelsea got the third, we were like, okay, because they have very similar bench presses. So all we had to do was look at the deadlift. And one thing I got to see was Chelsea posted a little bit of her lift on her close friends, but she added me to like a week out. <laughs> and I started to see her deadlift a little bit, but not the best ones. And I was like, oh, like that's definitely higher than like Worlds. So I was like, from there, I was like, this might be a big battle. But overall, yeah, Claire ended up going, I believe, six, oh no, five for nine. Did not have the best day. When it got to deadlift, she got her first, and the, the opener moved really slow. And Chelsea ended up eight for nine, and she had that she had that Carpino total in her hands when she went for that last deadlift, and she missed it barely and just dropped it. And that broke my heart, but still, like, the meat of her life. That's the highest soul she's had since since her first Worlds. So True. that's pretty incredible. Great meet for her. And I do wonder, like, yeah. I don't know what happened if it was Claire's peak. Like, I love that they had to post me interviews, um, but Claire was just kind of like, you know, just didn't have a good day. I wonder if it was the peak. I don't know if it was, like, just not going she made a, a day. She made but... a whole write-up today, but didn't really allude to it too much. Because it's not like she didn't make the cut. She made the cut and hit the Carpino at her last meet at the qualifier yeah. meet. So... I assume just in some way that peak just didn't quite go her way. So mm-hmm. I know she was dealing with some back pain. Apparently, she mentioned that too. So I don't know what that to do with it. But overall, Chelsea, that was a breakout performance, and she's mm-hmm. been in the sport yeah. for like eight years with a gap. Yeah, but still. Yeah, yeah. That was I. I was not expecting that. I mean, I, I think it's clear we weren't expecting that in the preview show. I don't think we gave Chelsea a whole lot of love at all. She literally put up a post. She added me to her close friends right after like our previous show, <laughs> and she was like, "I need to start. I need to stop listening to TV shows. Everyone thinks I'm a chump." And I saw it, and I was like, "Should I uh, like heart this? Yeah. Should I like respond?" Well, <laughs> we we took an we took an L on that one. We, we did, yeah, we did. But to be fair, we didn't see her close friends. That's where all her posts were. So she did it on purpose. Yeah, so. you know it's a myth. I mean, we never mean disrespect by. I, I mean, we have we can I think, only. We can only we do have said what we see on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I think we have say, said things that are disrespectful, but the times that we do save our disrespect is when we're actually proved to be right. Like, I think we, you really got to be like an arrogant or just coming way too overconfident in order for us to say something negative. It's like it's not a place of negativity. I think we were really high on Claire's eye. And we were kind of hyper focused, and we didn't know much about Chelsea. But it wasn't like us looking at Chelsea's list and being like, "Yeah, nope, nope, she ain't gonna do anything." Like we weren't, we were, we weren't going, we weren't going in that path. Um, and actually, now I'm trying to think of a lifter we might have buried and 
Like, they ended up doing yeah. really good. Well, I'm looking now. Chelsea literally made a post, and she said, I now have permission from uh, Kristen to post my top-end list from this training cycle. So. Yeah. Yes. Oh. We took an L. Was we it? were very wrong. But at the same time, we only take an L Was as it? much as we know. Exactly. Well, yeah. Did, did uh, Dunsmore advise not to post? That's oh, yeah, she like. did. I have permission. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. It's, it's always an interesting move on my end. I don't know if I always agree with it. Um, especially don't agree with it now because I that we we well, we like looking at this and make things easier. But yeah, big surprise there. Um, but uh, Natalie Richards, Steve. I mean, Steve, you can um, cover that one if you want to. Yeah, well, incredible. Well, Steve. Well, I mean, but you still. I just want to reiterate. When you get good lifters who are talented and do nothing with them, this is evidence. Yep. Because I you actually, can do anything yeah. with Natalie Richards. Nope. I actually here, I'm gonna stop that. Because I know you're I know you're people are gonna give me a lot of credit here. Um I think she has improved and I think she'd say she improved, but I definitely I mean, she's hit a five oh one total before, and so like I, I think I almost got too much credit from some people for this meet. Um she did phenomenal but i, I wouldn't all right by the way i, I wouldn't I have not i would not have given you this credit if it wasn't for that d-bag wait will i get I don't, sued don't, if I just no, don't, don't, no, don't even he that Did, doesn't even deserve a mention i don't even know his name <laughs> i don't I can't even remember it do you ever all right mention. yeah um well, no, yeah, like, I would have said anything a lot, if it wasn't a, for that. A lot of, a, I got a lot of people like messaging me saying, oh, I did amazing. I mean, her coaches before got her to this point. I mean, I only worked it for, for a short time. I really think we're going to have some great success. But I don't want to take too much I don't want to take too much credit here. This is this is Natalie's success. Um, I didn't make <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, very good. You, no, um, you make a good point. You, I, I only mentioned that again because yeah. of that thing that I saw. Yeah, all right, so yes. I want to clarify. I wouldn't have said anything about Steve at all. I wouldn't have credited him with shit if it wasn't for that so yeah natalie richards uh just further clarifying what we already know um that that yep. nationals meet is long Destroyed long behind it. her and yeah, yeah this is a natalie I mean, richards we know like this is squat i mean I'll, I'll give a breakdown of everything going into it squat we already knew we were gonna i mean the carpino score wasn't an issue that was a very easy thing to do it was kind of kind of it was kind of like a thing like okay how hard are we going to push on the day squat no matter what we were going to be conservative because that's probably the lift we we're still trying to figure out in large part because something she did struggle with was in my opinion was depth i did not think she had ipf world's depth uh, i mean she got i think she got one red light at cpt it was kind of it would be borderline at times and so we had to fix that and so that did kind of change things a bit in top end strength but frankly, I mean, I, I, I knew she could hit 175. I didn't know it was going to go that well. Um, she peaked super well. I mean, I, I have zero doubt she probably could have hit 180 on the day. Fine. Doesn't really even need that. Uh, for bench, she missed her third bench. I would have called it again if 10 times out of 10. I would have called 110. She smoked 105. I know she can hit 110. Just a little bit out of position there, but whatever. Uh, and then deadlift. But the only benefit is since we missed that bench, uh, we weren't going to push deadlift near as much as we did. Um, I think kind of the goal was just to kind of like hit a, like hit a little baby PR total and hit that 501.5, but just like leave some in the tank. Cause there wasn't really a, a reason to have to go all out. But since she had missed that bench, we're like, all right, we're going to push deadlift a little bit more. Um, I knew she could hit 221.5 and that was kind of like a YOLO. Like, Hey, if you hit it awesome, if you don't, I mean, we already did what we needed to do. It's not a big deal. Didn't think it was going to be that easy. And like that definitive. Um, I mean, 
with her, she, I mean, already at CPT, she had already kind of fixed the shoulder issue, but that change to mixed grip really brought that shoulder issue like past because it allowed her to kind of get her chest and kind of that, that thoracic extension a little bit better. Uh, yeah. And it was, it's, it's going to be fun. We're going to see what Jad and uh, Joy do very soon here, but I think that could be that I, it's going to be interesting. Like the, what's going to be better, the, the 57 kilo battle or the 76 at worlds this year. I cannot wait. We, we always uh, talk about a lot of these rivalry. Well, a lot of these, yeah. a lot of these rivalries never get more than two deep. We're gonna have two classes three deep. I don't know if we've yeah. ever had that. Yeah, that's a that is a, that is a very good point. That it's not only, um, it, it's it's not it's not just a head to head matchup. It is a battle. It's an actual fight. Yep. You know, what I mean, can't like, just count Bobby Hunters in that class too, and. Mm. Yeah, that's and then with the yeah. craziness of IPF worlds, just in general, like that, it's like where oh, like miss lifts kind of do become entertainments because you just know what the hell is going to happen, like with the judging, and it, it just it ends up being just absolute craziness, like that. Like last year when I was watching, I'm like, whoa, that was all over the place as far as just what I was expecting. Um, yeah, uh, any other um, as far as females go. Um, Stand out, Megan Scanlon. Yeah, Megan Scanlon, but it's get She always keeps us on our toes. Like I hit up Meg after I was like, Meg, stop giving me a heart attack. Like you're supposed to go in and cruise, hit like RPE eights, like second attempts, and hit the Carpino. It took her to the last deadlift, and she has to go all out on the last deadlift <laughs> to get the Carpino. Squats did not go great. She didn't. She was not looking hot in the squat. Um, bench press overall. I can't really fully remember how bench went. Did she miss? Hold on, let me check. Did she miss? See, do you remember? I'm checking right now. I think she hit it, but it was, okay, that nope. third bench was really tough. Nope, she missed it. Okay, so she, she missed, missed her okay. third squat, missed her third bench, which was supposed to be 281. And I know she had to adjust her bench press because of the rules, but I was surprised to see that. And also, like, that, like the second squat took her soul away, by the way. Like, it was insane it was the hardest 418 and i saw her hit like 430 before in training so that peak did not go great but her deadlift peak went well and she was able to hit 451 which is an all-time pr for her and it saved her butt it literally saved her so that's how she got in and not her best me and i talked to her coach after kelly and she was like, yeah, like, she was sick for a bit, and then also, like, she waited super light, and then the peak just sucked, apparently, for the squat and bench. It didn't go as well as they wanted it to. So, we'll see if they make some changes, but overall, I'm happy she got in by the skin of her teeth. It's always entertaining to watch Meg. I will also say, Megan Hilbert, so she missed weight, which was rough, weighed in at 117.7, if I'm on open powerlifting, so did not make it into the 114 kilo weight class. But her total was 91. It was a big total. And then she had made weight. I think she was off at, what, one kilo, like a, a full kilo, which is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, I was told, too, like, I listened to another, the other podcast. They said, like, she gave up on making weight, so she started, like, rehydrating before she got there because she knew she wasn't going to make it. So, apparently, she was, like, 0.8 above beforehand, which is still a lot for a very low weight class. But her total is so competitive. If she could have made weight, that would have been like an an outstanding outlier meet. 
So that's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, wonder. I mean, a good, still a good performance. Um, I don't, I, I don't know the actual like the ins and outs of it, but when you're point eight over, it's probably a cue that maybe that's not the weight class. And I mean, it, it was clearly I mean, a stretch. Awesome lifter. Yeah, I mean, I think we brought up on the previous show. Awesome lifter. I mean, you still have this fantastic meet ahead of you. Um, I, I'm not too familiar with her. I'm going to be honest. Um, I've heard great things. Um, this, you know, I, you are trying to, you know, compete at IPF Worlds, and you are trying to get that world team spot, and those are kind of the extreme things you have to do. But, you know, I'm a big – with the anti-weight cut team and our, like, just the, the two big weight cuts, I, I'm one of those. Like, I, I – do you think if it's too much of a stretch, focus on your own performance first? And, uh, like, that should be the goal um, as opposed to having a weight cut, weight cutting contest. But um, fantastic lifter. I know that for a fact. Um, it's uh, – th- that's, yeah, from, from what I've been uh, – from everything that I've been told. Um, and, I mean, what we've seen as well, obviously a fantastic lifter and uh, a class act. It's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. It happens. It happens in powerlifting. Same thing with bomb ups; they happen. You yeah, know, you get the good and the bad with this show. You get some great performances. You get all time performances. Um, any standouts before we talk about? No, nah, those are my standouts uh, for all the women. Nah, just Dana McNeil had a good Dana day. Dana McNeil, I was going to say, I kind of love Dana. She had a really good day. She went. Oh no, she missed that last. She missed the last dead at five forty one. She's definitely known for her deadlift, but. 446 squat, I mean, that is 20, that's 10 kilos above her last, her best ever. That's huge. She had 220 bench for her as big as a 5 kilo jump, oh no, 2.5 kilo jump from her best ever. And then hit a 512 dead, went for 541, did not have it. If she had it, she would have been close to Carpino, but still not would have hit it. So, still had a good day overall. Um, She knew, like, her goal going into it was like, if I can't hit Carpino, cool, but like, we might just put the biggest total possible. That's what she did. So overall, pretty decent day. That's all I have for women. Yeah, for standouts. I yeah, I mean, that's a, we we got a we got a really. I mean, it's it's a solid roster of females. Um, and also, I think that roster is probably going to get deeper. Um, too. I mean, because you had you know, Chrissy Paraki, you know, competing within the fray. There, you got you got a lot. You got a lot going on. I think it's just going to get stronger. Um, with the Females potentially coming over and what we're seeing on the Policy America side. And also, it's just not a full roster. You know, we don't have mm-hmm. uh, Shmoe, Gafrown, Amanda um, Lawrence, and, you know, these other lifters that, uh, you know, would round that out uh, the performance. But I think with the men's side, um, the big standout to me, if we're transitioning, Brian Lay. That was incredible. Unreal. Incredible. Unreal. Like, I found out it's Brian is that Brian Lay? It's Brian Lee. Funny story. We were what? getting tacos that night, and he said he called his dad to find out how to pronounce his last name, apparently, and it's Lee. He called no. his own father to ask how to pronounce his name? But I could have swore Andrew from game day told me it was Lie. If he it's didn't Lee. say himself, then I guess. Okay, well. I thought I was calling him Lee because it's L E, so I was calling him Lie because like I I could have swore to someone to yes. change it, but yeah, whatever. I think, I amazing, amazing performance, performance. <laughs> the the top the top the top performer of the like of the uh, men's side. And it was fun to watch too because he was going up against Jonathan, and 
like we said, Steve, he tends to hit very high numbers in training, so I want to see if he can hit them on the platform. And they both missed their second squat. And when they both mm-hmm. missed their second squat, I was like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Brian comes, and like, Jonathan squatted after Brian, so I was like, I literally put like, I was like, it's over. If Jonathan hits his squats, it's over. Jonathan misses his second, Brian comes back, retakes second, hits it, hits depth. Jonathan misses his second and third squat. So Brian was in a really good position going into bench press at that point already. Um, going from there, yeah. Brian hits two of his benches and then hits all of his deadlifts. So it was kind of a wrap from there because Jonathan also did not do that great on bench. I'm checking right now. Yeah, he missed that third bench, which cost him. Um, Steve, do you know, did Jonathan, he had like some sort of weird weird like i saw him in a, like a hospital bed like two days later oh i think he had a hernia did, did that he finally it? had surgery on Ooh. okay maybe but i, I thought, might be yeah. wrong i might be wrong no it it wasn't well, like i don't think it wasn't like a thing that like i think affected his performance i think it was like a, a hernia or something like that that he was waiting until right. after nationals to get fixed i might okay. i might be wrong might be bad journalism but that's what i I've gotten yeah, I, I remember it getting set. I just wasn't like diving too deep into it. Um, yeah, I like that. I going into it, I'm like, if Brian hits his lifts, I think he takes it from Jonathan because I know what he's potential of, and he's one of those guys. Like he's oh, he's a bit of wild card. I never know what I'm going to get out of the guy. Um, we saw what he did at Nationals, which wasn't his best performance at the Arnold too. It's like whoa, okay, he was really erratic on meet day. Like, for a lot of his career, super erratic Amite. And then the Arnold, he starts to put it together. And that, that deadlift, like, he like that call that he made on deadlift, like, ah, I don't like that call. And it ended up biting him. And But at the same time, you never know what you're going to get from him, which actually adds to the entertainment of watching a lifter like that. And then he has a day where he just kills everything. And a deadlift where I'm always 50-50 on his deadlifts. And it goes in and nails him. Like, that was... That was an excellent performance um, and something that definitely puts him on the scene as a um, what I would unless I'm unless I'm going crazy. He's front the runner for IPF Worlds. Yeah, because yeah, Eddie Bird right? Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Bird was going up to seventy four. Yeah. Well, is he going to seventy four or is it just for yeah? I from what I know, he's going seventy four. But at least right now, Brian Lee's got to be the favorite. Uh, kind of a heavy favorite, honestly. Well, I mean, we're not going to see it. It's a, Pond- but. No, uh, the fact is Brian Lee versus Morgan Aquino versus Dan Clements is the true yeah. real battle for that weight class right now. Um, really, the three best in the world, in my opinion, are all in the U.S. Um, so, yeah, he, I, th- I think he's got to be the front runner, especially since he can, he's continuing to progress. And I think he has more on that, that squat, too. That squat wasn't hard. It was just a matter yeah. of retaking it to be safe um, on depth. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a matter of, like, strength. He, he easily had probably 550. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, was, I think he's got to be he's got to be the heavy heavy favorite. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, and and from the men's side, Muscar. Yeah, Muscar. Again, you know, uh, two highlights bump there, but killed it as I, I expected him to as well. Yeah, he he did everything he needed to do as I expected him to. Um, I. It, <laughs> See, I mean, I, I can't elaborate as much as you. It's not really, it wasn't an obviously a head-to-head battle. He went out there and just did his job. Yep. I mean, Pretty it much. went exactly as planned. I mean, it, I mean, 
Uh, Dalton Lacoe had a really good meet, a better meet than I thought, but it wasn't. He wasn't really kind of in the picture with Waskar, at least in like head to head. So the entire day was about Carpino, and so um, if we're looking at the lifts, I mean, we knew as long as we hit three squats and three benches, we were gonna be within reach on the second deadlift. Um, mm-hmm. We went a little conservative on the third squat, uh, which honestly, the third squat moved better than I thought. Like he 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 for sure could have had two twenty, which was the the middle option. But either way, conservative there. Crush bench, got the 137. So from there, like, I mean, he's hit 265 in the gym. So 258.5 for a second attempt was not something I was even worried about. I knew he had that. And then once he hit that, then it was, can we beat Charlie Yang's record? And we took 268, which I also believe he has a strength for. Um, he kind of messed up positioning wise, though, and got his uh, his kind of pelvis over tucked and it got him really stuck at lockout. But I, I, he, I, I think he could, he definitely could hit that and go 623. And so, I mean, the biggest question mark there is, does uh, uh, Sergey come to Worlds? I don't think so. I don't feel like Russia is going to be there. And if Russia's not there, I mean, Waskar's got to be a, a big favorite to win that. Okay. As well as the fact that uh, he doesn't have to cut very much. I mean, he only had to cut two kilos. Easy cut for him. Nice. Yeah. I want to talk yeah. 83s. I thought would... Tristan Nazelrod be up there. I mean, the 83s was a great battle, and there's a very interesting thing there, but what do you guys think? Maybe I'll edit this and just have the smooth transition, but. Are you talking about Tristan Tristan Nazelrod winning or getting drug tested during bench? Those are two great, I mean, I, (laughs) yeah. I believe he was the one that got drug tested mid-meet because the WADA officer had to leave and catch a flight. So they drug tested, I believe, Tristan in the middle of the meet. Nice. During bench press. Because killed it. WADA's the way to go. <laughs> because he nice. killed it though too. He killed it though. He, apparently yeah, he, apparently he, he was a though. really good apparently he was a really good sport about it. If that if I'm right that it was him. I know it was someone and I thought I heard it was Tristan. Uh but yeah, he killed it. I mean, that was a huge battle between him, Mike, Enrique, uh, yeah, Mike T and Enrique. I was, and- I, I was, I was really entertained with the one twenties because I mean, it's like you always get that that pull. I mean, like uh, once you get into those upper weight classes too, the 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 hype somewhat drops because they're not as active on social media. But you know, you got a legend of the sport, Mike T, Tristan Nazarod. We know he's game. Um, and, yeah, he came in as the favorites. And, you know, you, you did get a bit of a battle there, Enrique Lugo, um, his game as well, you know, still kind of on the come up. Uh, but I don't know, I thought it was, I I was entertained with that and I was really interested going forward. I mean, I, was, I, I clearly was glued to the 83s, but I don't know which one got more of the spotlight, you know, the, yeah. that one or the 83s. It's, and then Enrique I mean, the 83s got third. more of the... I was going to say, yeah. Enrique getting that third delve overturn, like, that shook things up, too. Made it way more fascinating. I was yeah. sad, but... Which was, which was tough. I that, I, I didn't yeah. think that was going to get overturned. But at the same time, like, I like Enrique, but I also like Mike. And so it was really cool to see Mike's comeback kind of come to fruition and everything like that. So that was a really cool thing to see and everything. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, the 83s, yeah. very interesting. Very, well, yeah, interesting. It very... Very interesting indeed. Um, it was a battle for the Carpino score, and unfortunately, uh, either lifter was able to get it. Uh, Druden and Jin 
and but still an excellent battle though. That's the shitty thing about the Carpino score. It's like we have this real all like a very good all time battle, and it just I saw Gruden miss two benches. I, I get maybe the Carpino score made things more interesting because Gruden I think Jin would have put anything he needed to win, mm-hmm. uh, and I think he would have. He I think yeah he was he was a better lifter than Gruden on that day, and I think John will admit that. You know like. I, I can't see Deuce being like, yeah, I was better. Like he he told me after he's like, yeah, I missed two benches. <laughs> like when you go one for three on a lift, like you never expect really to win, and he yeah. was still in it still. But um, uh, yeah, like uh, but Jin, I mean, hats off to him. Like, uh, the man is confident. The man is brash. The man can get on some people's nerves. I love the guy, but there's on occasion where he does, in fact, get on my nerves. But you can't knock how game he is and what he's capable of doing because I think he was good for an eight twenty total. An eight nine, like I think he was good for that, and he he couldn't do that. I would have done. I mean, I, I think a lot of listeners with the same exact thing: put whatever you need on the bar, go for it. Go to Worlds because that's mm-hmm. the goal. Your goal is to go to Worlds. Like that's that's the that's the objective of competing at you uh, at, at any national meet uh, that has an international um, implications to it. I agree. I'm not gonna lie. I was still kind of upset that Gruden's last delve got overturned because I watched yeah, it. A lot of people were, and literally, I was like, did I not see up and down twice plus like a not so great lockout? Like I saw everything. I saw everything. I saw. I saw a bit. I saw a hitch. I would have red lighted. I, uh, saw Jim said uh, I think. I think the jury hates Angelo Fortino, and they wanted to give Gruden uh, his lift back <laughs> that was stolen from him at Nationals that let Angelo beat him. Uh twice. Twice. <laughs> I uh, beat. Going, going back. I beat, quick thing. I beat Gruden twice on two overturns. up and down calls on deadline. Yeah. Not uh, overturns. Back, the first one. Going back to. Sh- Going back to Sean Jin, though, I think a big caveat there to understand is that Delaney's coming up. And so it wasn't yeah. a matter of like, oh, I can just win this class, and I, even yeah. if I don't hit the Carpino, I might get the spot. He had to hit it knowing that Delaney has a good chance to hit it. Yeah. Um, and he oh, yeah. had to for do sure. it first. Like, he had to do it first. He couldn't just, like, hit an 820 total and then think he was going to – like, some of the women likely could hit a total and not hit the Carpino, and we're going to get a spot because there was going to be a lot of alternate spots open for women since there's only two females – at uh, Sheffield, uh, mm-hmm. for the men's side, you had to go for it because there's multiple men at Sheffield. Four, yeah, Keiko, yeah, Keiko, Chance, Gavin, uh, actually five, Delaney and Jesus that might all hit a Carpino score or be eligible. Oh, the four of them because all three 93s can't go. But yeah, either way, that's why you had to do it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Third, I... Yeah, I, I, uh, it's like you can't, also, you gotta expect Delaney's gonna hit a total, yep. like, uh, over 825. Like, you have to expect that. If, if you, if you don't, you're crazy. Um, and, and Jin's, Jin's a lot of things. Some might qualify him as crazy. He is not crazy. He is a logical, logical person. Um, and that was, uh, yeah, I, it was, it was exciting too. I, I, I really like the call. I, uh, you know, wanted to see him pull through on it. But, uh, by the way, that blue stoic singlet might be the worst marketing ever, but not a good Why? one. Why? <laughs> oh. <laughs> not a good All of us were wearing it. Oh. All, every uh, single one being shot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe some, I, I don't know. Me. We got, 
He still had a good meat. Oh, he missed his last deadlift, though. There's always one caveat. So we all... Yeah. So me, Sean, no, I mean, good... me, Sean, me, Jin, and Nori all went eight for nine. We all missed our last I think deadlift. Sean was... And didn't... Noriega was, the only, Noriega was the only one that was happy with his meat, I think, though. Yeah. So it's not It's not oh, fully... No, he... It's not It's not fully oh, a oh. jinx or bad omen. No. Oh, no. I gotta, I gotta shake the juju out of it. I gotta do something big in a blue singlet. Uh, Sean uh, Shun Jabril also missed his last deadlift. He was wearing a blue singlet. He's not sponsored by Stoic, but still. Wasn't Peachy wearing his a last singlet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were <laughs> nice. all wearing the blue one. I'm just nice. saying, like, it's, it's not totally bad luck because we had eight for nine meets, but we all missed the last deadlift. Okay. Like, yeah. So, I'm just saying, yeah, bad marketing. It. <laughs> I had to edit this out because that is bad fucking marketing. It really is. I don't that know is what really, you do That is actually really bad, man. I don't know. That is actually really bad marketing. But uh, we got to we, we gotta get you guys to buy it. Use promo code Angela10 and get the juju out of it. Chance Mitchell is wearing a navy blue singlet at Worlds. There we go. He must. Or at Sheffield. He must win Sheffield. He, he needs to win Sheffield in order to uh, get rid of those omens. But, yeah, that was one thing I was looking at. I'm like, man, it would have been great marketing if we hit deadlifts, right? We're like, we would have got these images everywhere yeah. and all these videos everywhere. But, uh, yeah, and yeah, unfortunately it didn't, go to, it didn't uh, bounce that way for, for us. Um, uh, yeah, I... Also, I, I will say, you know, with the, the press conference afterwards, it was really cool with the shout-out that Gruden gave me. Um, you know, I would I would, I would would also like to compete against him. He would actually be at 82.5. He wouldn't not cut for it, so it would have been really good competing against him. That yes. would have been fun. Other but, people, um, I think... Talk about Ray. I mean, he missed the Oh, Carpino. holy shit, we almost... Yeah, almost forgot about Ray Williams in a. I never episode. forgot. That would have the super heavy. Weight, that would have been so bad. Like... <laughs> that would have been bad. That would have not been. That's good. last for me. Well, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> but yeah, um, like he he looked like he was in pain the whole are, time. Are, though. It was rough. Are we ready? But hold on, like okay, if he's on the platform, he's still going. It's still good to see. Are we ready to put it to sleep with Ray and Jesus? Yeah. Is it no I mean, still? Is it yeah. I think we can. Is it a no still? Like... Because I've been, I've been kind of putting it to sleep, and again, I hate, like, whenever Ray Williams' name is mentioned now, I hate to be the Skip Bayless of it and, like, try to throw a negative connotation on uh, connotation on it because he is a legend. He is the holder of arguably the most impressive feat in powerlifting yeah. history. But it's like, I, I we've been hearing it since 2021, and it just doesn't really seem like it's a possibility. I mean, yeah. there's a chance that they meet each other at Worlds, right? There's a chance. There's a chance. Yeah, it's it's plausible. So we'll see. So, but are we are we hyped for it? What, what if what if Mega just murders it? Well, I mean, I'm not hyped for them. I, I'm a, I always like I always like watching Ray lift, but I wouldn't yes. necessarily be hyped for the matchup. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it is great that it is great for the spotters and loaders that you just get to keep on a thousand pounds. Yep. You don't get yes. to see that very often. Very true. On squat, you just get to keep it loaded. Yeah, you get to you get to keep it loaded for a little bit there. That's that's pretty cool. So. Um, but yeah, overall, it was it was a rough meet for him. It was hard to see him try to pull that last deadlift and like just the pain in his face as like he did not break the floor really. Like that was rough to see. But yeah. I'm happy he's still competing. I'm just happy he's still competing. For sure. I mean, that's like yeah, giving your opinions is tough. I'm not gonna lie, especially it's when it comes forward person. Yeah, I, you know, I, I maybe 
bought this on myself for creating the show and wanting to do this. Uh, but you have to do you know, like, yeah, it's like, I have to get my opinions on things and it's, um, the guy that, well, I mean, you, I talk about starstruck moments or moments. These come to moments of Virginia pro that it's, it's one of those things. Like you have those moments and meets where things just stick out to you. You close your eyes and the, the images pop into your head and me just walking and seeing Ray and fist bumping him really quick and saying, Hey, good luck out there, man. He's like, yeah, good luck, brother. And then just walk away. I'm like, holy shit. That's him. That I never, never thought that would happen. And that's because you have such great admiration and respect for the person. Um, and that was the only guy there that I was like, holy shit. Ray Williams is here. Like right there, right next to me. It's awesome. Um, but is that a wrap on this long preview episode? No, I'm not putting. Bri- I, I got. I got a Bright Bryce. That was a close one. Oh, I'm sorry. Bryce, oh, that I'm, was. I'm. Damn it. Shit. That was right. rough because sorry. I really thought he was gonna come in and hit it like, like hit it, and apparently he had a lot of cramping going on. Like he could not pull it out, unfortunately. Yeah, just that. Yeah, I mean, a... like strength wise. In the gym, there is zero doubt it's there. It's just that that something about that get that cut is just is just is just rough for him. It seems. Yeah, like. but it, we that was the big anticipation, right? That that cut was going to be rough for him. It was a big question mark. Because I, when he announced he was going to ninety three, a lot of people were like, "What? Not on my bingo card again?" Frankly, the politing I, bingo card. I I never thought that I. I was pretty shocked. I don't think he's coming back because he's going to be the in charge of production. That's one of the reasons he went to powerlifting American Nationals. But he kind of would fit perfect in that hundred kilo 100. class right now. Yeah, he yeah, would be, be absolutely. He would be perfect there. Yeah, he would have to be the favorite, like heavy favorite, that hundred kilos if he came back and did that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel like he could probably win it. With not going all out and being able to do all the production still, like he could probably do both. Like I really think, like right now, looking at kind of where people are um, in that class, Bryce would probably wipe the floor with it right now. And I mean, obviously, a lot can happen, but I, Bryce would have oh, to be yeah. the heavy favorite. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I'd like to see it. I don't think it's going to happen though. Yeah, um, highly unlikely. I mean, I, I know just commentating from my end was you know pretty stressful, and the the ins and outs of live stream is is not easy, especially when it's an all day thing. You know, Nashville Nationals is different. It's not it's not powerlifting American Nationals, that's for sure. Where it's that's it. But you get there. That's the prime time session. That's the lifters. No multiple platforms going. Nationals is a different beast. Uh, USAPL Nationals is the the most different thing in powerlifting, if that makes any sense. International lifters, I don't think, get it. Do international lifters have multi-platform meets? Is that just totally uncommon to them? I don't. I, can't, I never see it. I, I'm, there's I'm no way, sure right? there's, I'm sure there's got to be something that's China, multi-platform. Maybe? I can't. Uh, China doesn't have powerlifting very much. Um, I can't uh, imagine. Oh, no, that was just a really big had, They had a They had, like, a lot big stage, like, a shit ton of people watching powerlifting. Maybe that's it. Oh. Uh, I don't think anywhere. I don't think anywhere else has ever had four platforms going at once, other than Texas yeah, exactly. State High School. Texas State High School will have like twelve. Nice. Yeah, they have twelve power racks is set up and like they have like they have a they have twelve power racks set up where the Cowboys play. 
they just say they have like a sixty. They have like a hundred twenty thousand seated arena, and they have the Texas High School uh, state championships in it. But yeah, okay. Um, uh, will that Rogers, do it? <laughs> Justin Rogers came in first place, <laughs> so he had he had his best meets to date so far. Um, seven twenty seven squat, five hundred seven bench. Missed his last deadlift, so he ended up with that nineteen twenty nine total. But overall. Pretty decent performance as it was a big increase from his last meet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, putting together best meet of his career, a bit erratic on a platform. No, he deals with injuries. No, he deals with the, it's a lot of life stuff, like with his job and what he does and like all the schooling he goes through with what he's doing. Um, so, PRing the total is solid there. Good meet. Yeah. All right. All right. Are we done? Long episode. Yep, glad we got it I'll, out. I'm not putting times. What, what's up? I was going to say up? one thing. The uh, the only other thing that bring up, I'll bring it up really quick. Uh, CT Whitney getting kicked out of the warm up room for the Article 14. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. And I was just I still not. Made, I was just apparently made not. aware that there is a press conference from PA Nationals where Robert Keller and uh, Gaston talk about this. Wow! I need to go watch that. But wait, it's we're finding about now the press conference. Yeah, I just I was just sent about that there was a press conference and they talk about Article Fourteen. Okay. So also uh, as that... we've been doing this podcast, I have been uh, made aware that someone is going to be at the Rising Tide uh, meet next week, and they are bringing you an anime T-shirt. Nice. Is he talking to Solana? I'll be in no. Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. Awesome. Am I in the uh, Am I in this chat where I was informed? No. <laughs> Mother, fucker. All right. All right. Well, cool. Coolio, man. Commercial gym story. The podcast. Woo! You're not like. Let's do it. Episode. I didn't realize. All right. People, people listen to the end of the podcast because the commercial gym story thing's been a hit. I have a lot of it, people come up to me and talk about it. I've been shocked yeah. how popular this is. So. Yeah. Let's go. Let's let's see which one I want to do. Uh, 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 I'll do this one. This I mean, this one isn't very long, good. but it's a good one. So apparently, another guy is another story of a guy jerking off. Um, up this guy apparently. There you go. Me, my pastry story was totally true. I'm just like, oh my god! At the end of the day, it's always at the <laughs> end of the day, it's always off. someone jerking off. <laughs> it's, that's how it ends. That's how it begins and ends. Okay, there's apparently this guy who would jerk off in the mirrors. Like, <laughs> it's just so funny you started with that. Like, and well, yeah, you're right. All right, continue. I don't know why it's so funny. It's just a dude. He would stand yeah. in front of the sink. He and he had a kit he would bring with, like an actual like little like lunchbox looking thing, and it had everything for him with these wet wipes oh, God. that he would pull out and he'd start jerking off with in front of the mirrors. We never had caught him in the act, but one of our salesmen one time walked into the restroom and saw him starting to open up the kit, and we had been told by members this was happening. And our salesman just looked him dead in the eyes and said, I know what you're about to do. You probably shouldn't do that. 
And then the guy apparently just turned like bright red, closed up the box, left the gym, and we never saw him again. Okay. All right. Nice. <laughs> I that yeah, that story had one of the best intros of all time. Just like yeah, it's like great when you just start off with a bang like that. It's like well, you do it in the mirrors. Like, okay, well, we're we're not even we're, we're like usually you have to wait for the discovery of that, and it's like no, this guy just does that. So it's like usually the end of the story is like yes, yeah, so we caught him up, we caught him doing that in the in the bathroom. Um, okay, that'll do it for two white lights. Long episode. This should definitely occupy your time, and I think we did everything that you guys wanted. Okay, I think we did everything you guys wanted. We did it. This, yeah, I'm gonna up. I'm gonna upload this and then uh, turn off my phone for the rest of the day, so I just don't have to get you know questions for it. But all right, see you guys next week. Peace.